Hello everybody and welcome to episode 473 of Conversation Street. I am your host Michael and she is the other host. What's your name? I've forgotten. Gemma. Gemma, that's right. I knew it was you. Hello. How are you doing everybody? Ooh, have we got an episode for you this week? Yes, Ow. we do. Just one episode. We haven't got a bonus podcast this week. Very, very sorry about that. Um, this is the first time in ages. Is it like about two years since we haven't done a bonus podcast? I can't remember. Or, you know, a middle bit as it used to be. But, um... We, we couldn't fit one in this week because we've been really, really busy. Well, I also was really unwell yeah, on the day that we would have... Yeah, we were recorded it. I made notes for it and everything. Um, and we were going to record it on Wednesday, I think, weren't we? I'm still then, not well. And then Gemma was like really, really properly sick and ill. I couldn't move. Then we had a load of stuff coming through I was through so about... ill, it was like... I think there's actually something... You know, like, normally when you get sick, you're like, oh, I've got a headache, or I've got a stomach, or whatever. This was like, this could be something really wrong with me. You're going to see a doctor I still don't next know week. what's wrong with me. Well, at least you're in um, a recordable state this week. Recordingable. Um, but yeah, we, so we couldn't do that. Then we had a, 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 like 25 documents set through from our solicitor about the house that we had to read through and sign and everything another day. So we, And then we just kind of ran out of time. So very, very sorry. This is all you're getting this week. Um, but hopefully it's going to be good because we've got the Britain's Got Talent Week slash not actually Britain's Got Talent Week episodes to talk about. We've got, whoa, it's all going down in the news this week. Get ready for that. Yeah, there's, I mean, the news is there really... Is, there is news. You might just want to skip to that, to be honest. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a good one. And, and we've also been busy, busy this week, even though I've been on half term, so I haven't, I haven't, you know, had to teach any children, but I've been busy planning stuff. Gemma's been busy doing a deadline. I've been on BBC Radio Manchester. Yeah. That's just my radio B- voice. BBC Radio I don't know Manchester. why this is my radio voice. I should really put on a Manchester voice because they probably didn't understand a word I was saying. No, they understood the sound of a door creaking. When was, oh God, what day was, was it? Wednesday? I think I maybe. Don't know. I think it was yeah, Wednesday. It was, it was Wednesday because I was just in bed. So I got. I and got. You were asking me to do this all this stuff, and I was like, no, I no, can't. Well, I didn't ask you to be on the radio. No, you asked me to look for a funny quote from the podcast, yes. and I said, I don't think we've ever said anything funny. We got. I, so I got a message on Twitter from a lady at BBC Radio Manchester saying, would you like to come and talk about Jenny and Sharon? And I was like, yes, please. Of course I would. I know, I know about those characters. Um, so, and then they said, yeah, can you provide a clip of the podcast? And it was harder than you might think to be able to isolate a little clip that is either um, not boring or not completely inappropriate or too negative about Coronation Street as well. But I think we did a good job of when- finding one. We did send one about murdering people, I can't remember. I, no, I, I sent one about, I want to kill Daisy. And then That's it. another one that was just saying, um, isn't Tellyanne Matthews a great actress? And yeah. that's the one they picked, Yeah, surprisingly. So, um, so yeah, I went on and, and um, chatted for about five minutes or so about what's going on in Coronation Street this week. It was very, very fun. Um, although it was, it was annoying. I, I, I was at school uh, this week, doing, doing planning and whatever, and pretty much undisturbed all week. But then when it was time for my radio interview, because my classroom's in quite a you know, central area, I thought I'm going to find a real hideaway, faraway classroom to do this interview in, where surely nobody will disturb me. And the flipping classroom teacher only comes and walks in halfway through the interview while I'm talking about um, Jenny and Sharon being Rita's foster daughters or something. So then I had to race out the room while still talking about this. Probably the teacher was wondering what on earth I was doing. 
Um, and then there was a massive creaky door, as you said earlier. But I think I styled it out. So it was okay. So thank you very much, BBC Radio Manchester, for having me. I will gladly come on and chat again. Although um, you actually caught me on a pretty good week this week because I am not teaching children in class. Um, what else has been going on this week? Oh, T-shirts, Gemma. They're yeah. out. They're in the wild. They're will... in the wash. <laughs> probably uh, they're probably in the wash already. Because <laughs> um, And we little... haven't got any washing instructions on them because we, we, deli- we asked These are the... our Patreon T-shirts yeah. we're talking about. So we had, um, we had them made specially um, by a company and we had all these like extra perks added. Like we took the labels out and we put, put, like, a little, put them in a plastic bag and we had like a little on the, on the inside of the neck where the like... Uh, um, where, the, where the details where the, are the yeah, instructions. Yeah, we had so. like a little logo put on there. Yeah, a little flying but, um, ducks logo. There's no, there's no washing instructions. I'm sure you guys know how well, to wash a t-shirt. It's not difficult. 40 degrees. No. No? Oh, well, I've put, that's what I've, I've washed mine at that. I've, I've checked it. I've thought, yeah, I was like, okay. But anyway. Um, Save the planet, If Michael. you are a Rovers tier Patreon, you'll either have got your t-shirt already or it's winging its way to you right now. So thank you very much to everyone who has um, sent us photos of themselves wearing the t-shirts. Awesome. That's really sort of made our day to see that, didn't it? Yeah. Like, spreading the word about Coronation Street to us. And, and now you just got to go and walk about in the streets and people can stop and ask you and say, well, how did you get what? that fabulous how, T-shirt? How do I get one, Michael? Yeah. No, how do I get one, Michael? And you go into the bedroom, they're in a the box, and we've still oh. got some left. No. If I'm, a, if I'm listening to this podcast and I want to know, how do I get my hands on the you amazing... You to sign up to our Conversation Street. Patreon level, which is $10 a month. And then after six months, <laughs> then you'll get a banking new t-shirt yeah you will and you also in that six months have access to all of the perks which include every single bonus Patreon episode we've ever done which are about an hour long we've done 20 of them so far 21 and you also get a handwritten postcard from us telling you how great you are yeah, you do, you do. Hopefully, if anyone's you know, not got anything that they should have done, please just let us yeah. know, because I'm pro- trying to keep them track of all. I didn't mean this to sound like an ad at the beginning of our podcast today. I'm very, very sorry we, we, we don't do ads on this podcast, but it's been an important thing that's been happening in our lives this week. And yeah, and it's been just lovely hearing all the people get very excited about, about getting these t-shirts I know, thank through you the very much, because like, like I said, I was very unwell this week, um, and I was, thought I was going to die. So it was nice to see as I was leaving this planet that people were happy with the t-shirt <laughs> that we designed. Well, Michael designed. I didn't do anything. You, you, as usual, you, you um, helped find credit. the website that we had them ordered from. Right, this you is boring it. now. This is getting also, really boring. Also, Abby climbed all over the uh, bags of envelopes. By the way, so well, you've you also got her that. seal of approval. No, because some people might be allergic. So why did you let that happen? Don't go sniffing your envelopes, everybody. If you're allergic, oh, to the cats, ex- just oh, saying. not the actual t-shirts. No, the, no, no, just the envelopes, the, the outsides. Hopefully, by the, if it's still got cat hair on it, by the time it arrives wherever you are, what the hell? I mean, you can't even get a vase to be shipped in a box that says fragile without a break. And how would they transport cat hair? Exactly. Um, If you are in Canada or America or Germany or Australia, I think they're the only four foreign countries that I sent them to. I don't know how long this is going to take. I should have asked. Gemma told me afterwards. Yes, of course. you. Look, hopefully it's not going to be too long. I don't want to panic anybody. But once I asked Michael to to post a very expensive pair of designer shoes to somebody in Australia, and they were very expensive, the person paid me for them. Because they were they, like 
really expensive. And Michael... <laughs> had the last of us. ...sent them on a boat that took 150 days and it never arrived, unsurprisingly. And the person moved house before they turned up. So thanks, Michael. Maybe get in touch with us if you have not received your T-shirt by the end of June. <laughs> I'll send out a better one. But don't pretend just to try and get two T-shirts. I mean, naughty. Well, it's not enough for everyone The sort of thing pretend. that Sharon Bentley would Can do. Can we get on with it? Yes. Bloody hell. Have you, are you done? Yes, there's lots to talk about today. There's, there's only five episodes of Corrie. It's fine, we've got time. We don't. Go on then, have you got, have you got a quiz for me for this week? Have you got a bit of paper? I do not have a bit of paper. Well, then you can't I do can, the quiz. I can, there you go, right on the back of, no, I still, do you remember when we did about a year no, ago? We'd, shut up. I've got Top Trump's Corrie Villains cards. Right, question number, right. These are the, this is the quiz for the... Things. Did you say what episode we're talking about? No, we're talking about Coronation Street between the 24th and the 28th of May 2021. And that's episode 10,339 to 10,343. We should scrap this whole intro because if somebody decided to listen to this because of your lovely appearance on BBC Radio Manchester on Wednesday, they were like, oh, I wonder what they say about... They sound really good. I wonder what they're going to say about this week. And then they listen to this and it's nine minutes of waffling. They can see the time About t-shirts, cat hair and shipping shoes no, to Australia. No, they'll see that we're jovial and we've got a good little bit of banter and repartee going on between us. Well, can you do a quiz? Yes. 31st of May to the 4th of June. He is ending in one and a six. Why the 31st of May to the... F- oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Oh, I got the dates wrong and everything. I said 24th of May to the 28th of May. You? That was last week. Michael, we this should scrap is this. amateur. This is amateur. We should probably do this again. Right, go on. 31st of We're May. We're not going to do this again. We're not going to do it again. It was fine. Oh, God. Go on. 31st go on. of May, 2006. Which hapless taxi driver runs a man over in the street in streetcar's taxi and flees the scene? Oh. A hapless taxi driver runs somebody over? Yeah. John Stape? No. 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 <laughs> no um, yes? No. Do you, want, do you want me to tell you the right answer? Because you've got a zero. Steve. Ronnie Clayton. Ronnie Clayton. Baddie women drivers. I know. You wouldn't know. <sighs> I was thinking, is it is it somebody around that era? Okay, go on. Yeah. Move on, move on. So was it somebody around the era of the date I gave you, 2006? Yes, it was, because that's the point of the quiz. I don't remember her being particularly hapless. I remember her being a naughty, naughty lady. Well, she was hapless because you ran somebody over. Happen to anyone. You make it sound like you've been running people <laughs> over all week. What have you been doing when I've not been watching you? Go on, go on, next. 31st of May 1971. Which colourful character with a cart is roped into helping Ina move into her flat? A colourful character with a cart. Nice bit of alliteration there. Thanks. Um, a cart. Yes, Was Michael. It... <sighs> Tommy Deacon. It was so close. Charlie Moffat. No. Dirty Dick. Dirty Dick. 1st of June 1981, Emily and Mavis decide to travel to London to watch which, which <sighs> royal event? Which which day? 1981? I don't know what royal day of the wedding. week that was. Royal wedding. Which royal wedding? Charles and Diana. Charles and who? Princess Diana. Lady Diana Lady Spencer. Lady Diana Spencer. Michael. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I know, I know. 2nd of June 1971. <laughs> Which two characters go to the Carousel Club where one is shocked that their pretense of being French is tested by a native speaker? Ah, I tweeted about this this week, or I replied to a tweet about this. This was Ray Langton and Irma Ogden. Barlow, as she was then. 
by that point. I think that David was dead by that point. David was dead by that point, and she got over it quite quickly. Love Irma. We haven't mentioned Irma enough recently. Irma is fantastic. She had a really broad... Is this like Liverpudlian yeah, yeah, accent? Yeah, And um, she was pretending to be off, French. Oh. That was really, really funny. Irma was one of the best characters of all time. 3rd of June, 1991. Why are the Wiltons having trouble growing anything in their garden? What year? 1991? Yeah. Why are they having trouble growing anything in their garden? I don't... Um, is this like a... Is this a trick kind of question? It's not no, to do with... Mean? Because well, Des because... has crashed his boat through the fence or anything, is it? It's not a trick question. They're having trouble because Des had crashed his boat through the fence. No. Because okay. the Des's boat was causing a shadow. Oh, I knew it was something to do with that boat. 3rd of June, 1996. I'm doing awfully this week. What does Raquel hire the back room of the salon for? Aromatherapy. Yeah. I was sitting there thinking, I wonder what... I don't even know what aromatherapy is. Do you just, just make you smell people things smell things? Until they feel better. Do you like that? Do you like that? It's lavender. Oh, nice? <laughs> oh, sorry, that was me. I just goofed. Great. But I had strawberries for lunch, so it was quite fun. I don't think it works like that. I've certainly never experienced Raquel's that from did. you. 3rd of June 2011. Fizz is recovering in hospital and she's horrified to wake up and see which two people <sighs> at the foot of her bed. Two people? John Stape? Mark, yeah. There wasn't... There was. Um, you told me about it. You should know. You did we literally know. just talk about this recently? Hope Stape? Yes. Yeah, okay. Babies are people too, Michael. (laughs) Who goes on a sledgehammer rampage on the street? Becca. We know about this because we just did our Patreon episode for the month, didn't we? Which was top, no, top Top five. five. Uh, But it's got got talent talent weeks. weeks. What happens to John Stape? Jumps off a hospital roof and survives. He doesn't just survive, though. Walks off. Disappears into the night. Yeah, he disappears. Well, I don't know exactly it, what you want. No, because he didn't. He didn't fall. He didn't fall off the roof and then walk casually off because they didn't go to Spears. Oh, we don't know where your husband is. We saw him walking casually away, but we didn't follow him because he's so crazy. He just he did a puff of smoke, just kind of, and then he was and gone. then he walked away. Third of June. This is the final question. Third of June, two thousand sixteen. What does a tearful Sarah confess she's seen to Todd? Callum, walking across the street, even though he's dead. I give you a half. Oh, why? Callum's dead body. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that's all right. I should have just you stopped when I said Callum, not, shouldn't I? You're not sure whether you, did I get? you're going to let seven. me get away with giving you that score. But it's my quiz. I do what I like. Seven and a half out of 11. I, p- I pulled it back again in the second no, half of that. Right, birthdays. 5th June. Rachel Leskivak. He plays Ooh, Natasha, Natasha Blakeman. Sixth of June, Tristan Jamil. He plays Robert Preston the second. Dead. Philip McKinley, Tom Kerrigan. Seventh of June, Sam Aston, who plays Chesney Brown. Chesney. And Tisha Mary plays Steph Britton. It's a double birthday. Love it. Because they're both born on the same day. Eighth of June, Richard Fleishman, who played Craig Harris, and Kazim Akhtar played Zidane Nazir. Ninth of June, Tanisha Gorey played Asha Allahan. Oh, good. He plays. Friend of the Happy podcast. birthday coming up to you. <laughs> 10th of June, Bill Wallington, Percy Sugden and Ryan Thomas, who played Jason Grimshaw. Oh, there's lots of characters this I mean, people, actors, who played characters that I like this week. Two, two ex 
Coronation Street podcast guests, Tanisha and Ryan. 11th of June, Jackson and Maxon. No, it's Jackson and Maddox, but it should be Jackson and Maxon. Jackson and Maddox, Maddox Bezik, who are the first set of twins to portray Jack Webster. Mm. Happy birthday to all of our birthday boys and girls. And that is it. Month, week. So, shall we get on and have a chat about this week's Non-Britain's Got Talent we Coronation really Street? Do. I think we should. Then let's do it. Okay then, on to street talk. It has been our big post-watershed week. The week that promises murders and twists and stunts and secrets revealed and returning characters. How did Corrie get on this week? Let's find out. Well, I thought that we were looking forward to boobs and swearing. No, no boobs, no swearing. Well, what's the point then? It's. I said this on the radio when they asked me the other day. Oh, oh, were you on <laughs> just, the radio? Uh, sorry, did I not mention that before? <laughs> just because Corey's on after nine o'clock, it doesn't mean that we're going to get anything racy. It never has, and I assume it never will. What about just a bit of a butt crack? Because that is quite, you know... I don't know how we would have a, had a traditional... that. traditional working class kind of if it would have been like Corey's tonight when he was falling down the stairs maybe well I had the impression that youths of today enjoy wearing their trousers halfway round their butts anyway (laughs) Um, I thought it was the fashion so we have got Pretty much three stories to cover this week. There was the the Sharon Confidential Information and the Roger the Lodger, which was still very much intertwined. So we'll cover that one first. Then we'll have the wreath for Franklin. And you know what? I was looking for a wreath all week. Not only did we not have a wreath, we didn't really have much of a funeral either. He had a little yellow rose on top of his coffin and that was it. So um, I'm still calling this storyline this because I think it's a very clever storyline title. But (gasps) sad that there was no wreath. What? I've got a joke to tell you. Have you? Have I you thought just of made a joke. I think it's probably been done already. Go on. It's, it's almost Has it just literally been... just come to you? Uh, it came to me um, when we were watching Coronation okay, Street. Um, I apologise. This. this has probably been done about 500 times by people already. It's not that good. <laughs> I'll just say it. Just say it. What did Jenny say to Shakespeare? I don't know. What did Jenny say to Shakespeare? You're barred. Ah... Uh... That's good. Nice. Very good. Very funny. I had not heard that before. Good job. No, that's good. Well done, Gemma. That's my sole contribution. Um, and, then, and then we had the, the stand and delivered story as well, which seemed um, like pointless filler this week. But I don't um, know how you feel when you say something and I'm like, that's crap. <laughs> Sorry, it was literally it was, crap. It was amazing. Everybody write in and say how hilarious Gemma's joke was. Well, so far, the Coronation Street joke compilation has mm. got one joke in it. <laughs> Which is of middling success. Right. So, what's been going on with Sharon and Jenny? Sharon's only added out, she did half a week and then she buggered off. We didn't see her again after Wednesday, did we? She's on the run. She's on the run in a car. Uh, in a van, I mean. So, Monday, um, we got Johnny, um, who is saying, look, just leave Sharon alone. Um, if you're wrong about her, if you think there's something, something dodgy about her, if you think there's something suspicious, but there's not... Rita will never forgive you again, Jenny. And if you're right, then you could get yourself in a very dangerous situation. So it's better if you just opt out of this one. That doesn't sound like Jenny to me. So Harvey rings Sharon again uh, from prison. She's really panicking at this point that Jenny's onto them. And she says, look, I need to get out of here. I need an exit strategy. Um, this is I'm getting in too deep. Harvey's what do you like... you think you are, James Bond? No, 
I'm not letting you pull out yet. You need to start investigating if Leanne's getting any legal support and do whatever you need to do to keep Jenny stum. So Sharon goes back to see Toya again, um, who she's spoken to a couple of times um, during this whole investigation that she's been going on. And she does a few more... Um, subtle. Subtle is the word, yeah. Uh, most people wouldn't notice that subtle she has probing. had no other topic of conversation for the past month. But yeah... Bus, by the way, Toya, any idea where your sister Leanne is? I can't even remember. No, what does she say? Yeah, she says, I'm sure, I'm sure I saw Leanne on the street the other day. My favourite person that I'm not at all obsessed with. She, she was there speaking with Imran, wasn't she? And to- this is the first Toya's heard of this. So she rushes off and phones Imran. He's in trouble. Uh, meanwhile, we got Natasha seeing Gary on the street. And she has a go at him for being involved with Bido Van Man because um, he was doing some work with him a couple of weeks ago, wasn't he? Or he borrowed the van to do some antique hauling or something. I've got to remember. Um, Jenny is watching on. She's just washing the windows outside the rows at this point. She's kind of gawping and then comes <laughs> over. Um, Maria had been in, um, had been also in the middle of having a nice chat with Gary and she drops off because of him getting into dodgy types again. So Jenny goes back and tells Ronnie about what she's overheard between about Gary and, uh, and, and, the bit of Van Man and Sharon and everything like this. And um, she, she goes and tells Ronnie and says, look, Sharon, she's, uh, I, I know it. She's, there's something going on with her. I can't she's let this drop. She's involved with this. Yeah, she's, she's involved with... And, don't, and, and remember, everybody, a couple of weeks ago, I caught Sharon with a tablet, which had, uh, well, Gail's tablet that had Sam's picture on. What's going on there? I thought so you were talking about drugs. I was like, no tablets? Don't drugs come later this week. And he says, oh, yeah. Um, I overheard Sharon talking about um, Leanne to Toya earlier because he was ha- lots of happy, happy loitering and overhearing things as per usual in Coronation Street this week. Yeah. And Jenny's like, right, I'm going to go off and speak to, to, to Toya then. So um, Sharon, meanwhile, is talking to Rita about... Um, so they have a bit of a heart-to-heart and she says, oh, you and Len, you looked after me when I needed you and I, was, I had to look after Harvey after... Um, after Wayne died and everything and, and I kind of got into a bad crowd and everything and Rita says, oh, you, you've turned into a very fine woman, our Sharon. Um, Jenny, meanwhile, is talking to Toya and saying, look, I think that there's something off about Sharon. What do you reckon? Um, I think that she was the one behind Sam's kidnapping and Imran's like, no, Sharon wasn't behind Sam's kidnapping. We know who that was. Um, but we can't say who because, you know, Lawyer confidentiality and everything. Oh, go on then, I'll tell you. Well, come here, come here. Listen, listen. Jenny, Jenny, do you want to know? No, shut up, Craig, let me tell her. (laughs) Yeah, so basically, Imran says, no, it was... um, Who does he think it was? Um, It was the man. Yeah, the man in the van or something. Anyway. Well, he says it's Harvey, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they know it's Harvey. Because he doesn't... That's right. I've I kind of forgotten where we were at the beginning it's of the very... week. But at, at, the, at this point, they, they still don't know about Harvey's link to Sharon, do they? I don't think. I can't remember. It's, it feels like it was so long ago this happened. I'm kind of piecing no, it, it together. It gets pieced together over the course of this episode. Right. So Sharon um, catches Jenny later on, trying to warn Rita off of her. And Jenny's like, Rita, if you are with Sharon, you need to get the hell away from her. She's dangerous. You need to. I, 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 she was involved in the kidnapping. Um, I, you, you need to get away from her. I need to go and tell the police. 
Yeah, she's on the phone saying this. Yeah, and um, then Sharon, <laughs> Sharon kind of catches. Um, yeah, Sharon has caught her up with doing this, and she's going to go and tell the police. And then she zaps her with a taser. That was quite exciting. Well, yeah, Jenny turns to walk away towards the camera. Yeah, and then we kind of see her freeze. Yeah. <laughs> looking like a poker's gone off her bum. Which was the um. Direction. The direction that the Sally Ann Matthews was given, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and she, she falls, falls over. On the spectacular floor. face palm onto the cobbles. Well, I said face palm earlier, but. I, she I, kind of I mean, lands very softly on the side of it. She, she hasn't got any injuries at all from this falling over on the street, has she? she not only did the hospital not pick up that she was tasered, I would have imagined that there might be some kind of mark in her back or, you know, a bit of redness or. I don't know what. What does tasering leave you with? Apparently, no physical side effects. It's absolutely fine to taser somebody. Yeah. They just have a sleep and then they wake up and everything is fine. Yeah. While she's on the floor. Mm? What? Sharon zaps her again and oh, says, yeah. Have it. <laughs> um, this is in poor broad, Jenny. This is in broad daylight, no less. Yeah, this yeah. happens in the middle of Coronation Street, the nation's favourite street. Where there's always somebody loitering around, ready with, to listen to you and overhear things, something that they shouldn't do. Nobody spotted this. A resident policeman. Yeah, yeah. And he hasn't seen and him at all this week. Four place, no, five places of business within you know a pacing distance. Two, three of which. Have regular customers. She chose her moment. Coming well. in and out, and yeah. somehow, two middle-aged women can end have up a tase off. Can have a tase off on the street, and everyone was like, "Not my business." Well, Tim's the first uh, person on the scene, isn't he? He comes around the corner, and Sarah's like, "I just, I just found her like this. So I mean, I've got to call an ambulance." As far as stories go, that was really good cover. Yeah. Because it worked, especially on Tim. Yeah, he'd believe anything. He rushes off to the medical centre to try and get some assistance. I don't think we hear from him again. The next thing we know, the ambulance is carting Jenny off with no. Sharon inside. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we do Tim have tells Tim. Ronnie Tim and tells Johnny and Johnny about what happened, don't we? Um, and Johnny is like, what, she's with Sharon, her mortal enemy. So he goes to rush off to the hospital himself, where Jenny we see waking up. Sharon's there next to her. She's looking like proper evil with her, with her mask yeah. pulled up to her eyes. And um, she's got this just this evil glint in her eye. Doesn't she kind have her that. phone or something? She's taunting her. She, she's, she's taunting her. She says, yeah, um, look. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. She says, I'm going to tell Johnny everything I know about your affair your, your dirty affair with Ronnie if you blab about what a naughty piece of work I am. Um, also, by the way, I've been on your phone and I've copied all the sexy messages from Ronnie. Or maybe it's just regretful messages. I don't know. But I've got hard evidence that you and Ronnie have been at it. So you don't want to cross me. Um, Jenny plays along with Sharon's story when, um, when Johnny comes along. So Sharon leaves. Um, yes, of course, there is a regretful look on her face as she leaves the hospital, as per usual. Um, and then Johnny says, well, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to be a better husband from this point on, Jenny. I've not been very good. I mean, I've been in prison. I've been neglectful to you. But this, this is going to be the turning on, point. This, this, this marriage, marriage is as solid as a rock. Will be the best one yeah. of the street. Yeah. With no more secrets or lies. Yeah. Um, we have Rita getting Jenny's message later. She's a little bit confused about this. She kind of she looks at the phone like she's never received a voicemail before, has she? She's like, what? What's that phone? What are you trying to tell me? <laughs> Je- Jenny, how how can you be speaking What's to happened? me through this? Where Jenny's gone tiny. She's inside this box. Um, Ronnie sees Imran later and asks him about this Toya thing earlier. Did did Jenny ever catch up with her? Because he, he wants to know what she said. 
And he says, look, that was, that's old news. Jenny's been zapped with a taser going around here. Um, Gary is also very handily there at this point and he joins in with the conversation. Nobody knows she's been zapped, though. Yeah. She, they, they, they know that she's been zapped at this How point. How do they know that? Oh, no, they didn't. Oh, sorry. No, 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 they didn't. They... Does anybody actually find out that, that Jenny got zapped? No, I don't think so. To I'm really honest, confused. I'm doing an awful my... job at describing if this If I was today. Jenny, I'd keep I'm that to sorry. myself. She does. Yeah. Um... It's embarrassing, isn't it? <laughs> Imran says, look, the police are going to arrest Sharon. We've done a lot of joining the dots, so you know, she better watch, look over her shoulder because Just they're on to her. In case anybody listening from outside the UK wondered, no. What? They're not legal. I'm going to talk about that later. Gary sees Maria later and says, I'm thinking of moving to Bristol. I fancy being in this story at the moment because all the Gary and Maria stuff I've kind of added into here because Maury. it's kind of related. It was particularly exciting stuff. Way, she doesn't yeah. really seem to care. Gary says, Maria, I may never see you again. Something will happen this week and you're going to remember I said this and get, and everyone's going to worry that I'm going to die. Yeah. But don't worry. But I'm not. It'll be fine. Um, Rita catches Sharon doing a bunk later. She's got her, um, She's got her, her suitcases bags. and everything. Rita's like, I want to talk to you about this or I'm going to call the police. So Sharon kind of reluctantly wheels her case inside the cabin. I love the, I love the power left. that Rita wields over Sharon, this woman who's been running amok, kidnapping small children, tasering other people, dealing with drug lords and um, ordering minions about. And Rita just has to go, get in the cabin and like... Get inside there, lady. Sharon suddenly a, a little girl being told off by she, her foster mum. Rita does call her lady at one point, doesn't she? And Sharon's like, oh, I used to know that when, when you, you meant business that, when you used to call me bad, that when I was bad little. move. Um, at the end of the episode, Johnny... Um, comes in and finds Jenny trying to discharge herself. She, she says, oh, I need to go and speak to Rita. She's terrified about what's going on with Sharon yeah. and Rita at this point. Um, and, and then... This, this is when she says, I didn't trip on a curb. I was actually tasered. Because it took a very long time, I remember, on Monday's episode for us to ascertain why the doctors thought that Jenny had been brought into prison, what had happened prison, to her. Hospital. Not prison, hospital, sorry. Same thing. Hospital um, But yeah, she said people. that she, she fell over on a cobble. I mean... It's happened there, before. I'm sure there was plenty. It'll happen again. I've, uh, anyway, Johnny can't believe Listen, us. Listen, when, when you're the landlady of the Rovers, people expect you to have a little bit of a tipsy-ipsy-daisy in the middle of the day. <laughs> why Especially would you, on then cobbles. Why would you lie about this, Johnny says. And she, Jenny says, Sharon was blackmailing me. And says... She says why. She admits it. She says that she slept with Ronnie. This, this, this was, was great a, uh, because it got it a, out of the way. It did get it out of the way. I was a bit a bit surprised. I wasn't necessarily expecting it to happen this soon, but it did enable more developments to happen in this, this story. Is... Not necessarily developments in the way that I would no. want it to go. Moved forward. Um, but yeah, this was quite a, this is quite to. a good cliffhanger at the end of Monday's episode. And I thought that, um, that Sally Ann Matthews and, and um, Richard Hawley actually were both... Um, did cracking work this week yeah. in, um, in portraying but, the sort of emotions that you'd probably be feeling in this situation. Typical Cory character. I've been blackmailed and the person who blackmailed me has basically got away with it. So I'm going to admit why I've been blackmailed. So actually there's no benefit in me of ever having kept their sec- the secret. Yeah. Um, but for the plot purposes, I'll tell you exactly. I've got tasered in the bum. Exactly. Moving on to Wednesday then, Johnny wants to know, was it Wednesday or was it Tuesday? It was when, no, what day wasn't it on? 
Wednesday. It wasn't on Wednesday, so Tuesday then. Johnny wants to know more. He wants to know when this happened. And she kind of admits that. And, and Jenny says, I just couldn't Look, wait I don't for know if it was a Tuesday home. or a Wednesday. I've forgotten. <laughs> it was like two weeks. No, it was about a week before he came home, wasn't it? She's so sorry. But Sharon's dangerous. Rita's in danger. Like, that's I not need to deal with right that now. now. So she tries to phone Rita again. And we cut to Rita and Sharon in the cabin. And Sharon's like, Give me the phone. Yeah, so she Sharon's has to hand suddenly that over. got the upper hand. Yeah. And then she has this massive sob story. Um, it was kind of a sob story crossed with a recap of that time she came back it into the show in 1999. It, was, it wasn't a recap. This was like reminiscing on a 22-year-old story that probably, I would say, a good 50% of the people watching didn't have a clue what she was talking about. And it wasn't really written in a way that you could understand what she was saying i mean you could understand you could pick it up but there was no concessions made for people there really really wasn't who had perhaps just started watching it like say 20 years ago maybe corrie thought you know what michael and Gemma have done a bang-up job on doing the sharon bentley character profiles everybody's listened to that we don't need to explain it in fine detail person who's wrote the script was uh, listening to our podcast going well Thank God for that. Yeah, I'm I glad think so. that this script, this but scene, will she, make sense. She's just kind of talking about how um, she, how she was together with Ian, and then when they left together after, you know, because they got married. No, they were going to get married. Don't you remember the podcast? She was, she was having, he was having an affair with Natalie Horrocks, Natalie Barnes. So she jilted him, but then they got back together and Rita didn't support them getting back together. And she just basically has a go at Rita for not believing in her and saying that, you know, no good will come from this, basically. I can't believe the bare-faced cheek of somebody to turn up 20 years later as, like, a drug dealer's mole to go, how come you didn't believe in me? <laughs> she says, oh, when after I split up with Ian again, I had, I had some really hard times and I, I had to look after my brother. No, I had to work for my brother Wayne. Um, and, and I said to him that if anything happens to you, Wayne, I'll look after Harvey. She's um, really, you know... Plucking on the uh, the old heartstrings of old Rita, isn't she? And Rita says, "I still love you." And Sharon says, "I love you too, but it's too late." That was quite sweet, and it, it was it was a nice bit yeah. of nostalgia. If like we said, a bit confusing for people that didn't know what they were talking about. Meanwhile, Maria's with Imran, wanting to know about divorces because she's decided enough is enough with Gary. He's moving off to Bristol. Suddenly gets worried, and he's like, "Hang on a minute, I know." Corey's not good with couples. We're, are we are we married? Are you asking me to divorce you? No, she would like legal advice. Oh, that's okay. She then. says, look, says, I reckon... Because that, I, I reckon, know all about every single type of law. I reckon that Gary kidnapped Sam, says Maria. And Habib says... A, a loose-lipped Habib, I've written in my notes, says, no, 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 it wasn't Gary, it was Sharon. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have told you that. So... Imran, that's tw- twice in one week, is telling people things that they shouldn't have been told. Also, love Strike the fact him that, um, that Maria's like not even beating around the bush here or saying things like, I want to divorce Gary because he we literally haven't lived together and he was in prison, or he buys bread the same day it goes off. <laughs> She's like, he kidnapped a child. Everybody forgets that we're even married. I forgot we were married, yeah. so I, I would rather not be. Gary realises you don't get at this tax- point breaks or because money off things Gary's you the should hero. get like Come 10% on. off Starbucks <laughs> Gary is the hero again <laughs> this week Hooray! Um, two years literally In two years since we've discovered that he oh. was the one that dropped the roof on Rana he's the hero again um, he also murdered a man 
And and murdering Rick, yeah. yeah. He says, oh, he says, oh, Sharon must be in the shop because the van that she, she was using the other week is parked outside. And he calls through the letterbox like Derek Wilton Hello. proposing to Mavis. Is anybody in there who's kidnapped a child? Kicks the door down. Scar- Sharon scurries out the back, gets <laughs> into the van. But Gary leaps in, steals the key so she can't uh, um, Smart. drive off. Then they have a chase sequence down. It's like around the back of the houses. They're like little alleyways that yeah. they never they never used before. And I kind of want to go and explore on the set again Let's now to find out exactly where they are. But then Beardo Van Man's there as well. And he pulls a gun on Gary. This is, this is Britain's Got Talent Week, everybody. There's all there's sorts gun. of guns. There's tasers. Um, there's flights of stairs, everything. Yeah. Uh, there's people tripping all over the place. Yeah. Downstairs, off cobbles. Gary realises that the gig's up. He chucks the keys over. Should have chucked the keys in the garden. Meanwhile, Sam is in uh, the Platt's garden with his telescope, hopefully um, avoiding the sinkhole. We didn't see the sinkhole, did we? No, it's almost like it's not there anymore. Or maybe Natasha's filled it in now. Rita in the cabin hears a bang. Oh, no. A gun bang. Oh. He's fired the gun. We, we We kind of see Gary slumping to the floor... A bit of smoke coming out of whoever it is coming out of the gun, but then Beardo Van Man um, falls face first on his floor they as well. Person. And and um, Sam oh, is there with his telescope. Well, it's it's a case for a telescope, wasn't it? Hard on the outside, cushioned on the inside, or something. And then um, so we kind of what's happened? What's happened? Say? Basically, is Gary I hope dead? Gary's dead. We say. No, he's fine. He just kind of springs to life. Gary says, didn't even graze me. Didn't even me. hit me. Nowhere, no, wasn't close at all. I, I'm interested to know like where that bullet ended up. You, it was, we've got another Robert Preston situation here where some, some somebody's lying ma- dead on the other side of a fence. Maudsley. Uh, oh, I hope it's not Dirk. Yeah, Dirk could be dead. Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, there's quite a few people... haven't heard from him at all this week, that, but no change could there. could have been shot and we wouldn't know for a long time. Like, could be Gail. James. Yeah. Um, anyway, Gary's fine, everybody. Um, Sharon... Um, yeah, so perhaps it wasn't clear. Sam hit Beardo Van Man on the head at the exact same time he was shooting Gary and he just shot randomly and fell on the ground and completely spark out. I don't really know why Gary slumped down to the floor. Was it just for dramatic effect? It, does make, it doesn't make sense if he wasn't hit with a gun. I suppose... What a, what a drama queen he is. I suppose if you think you're going to die and you're looking down the barrel again, I know you what might happened. just be a bit... What? I know what, exactly what happened. What, what? Gun went off, Gary wet himself, realised he hadn't been shot, saw there's a puddle on the floor, thought, take advantage of that, sit in the puddle. Oh, no, I've sat in a puddle. That's why I've got wet trousers. That's it. That's what happened. Well done. Mystery solved. Yeah. Um, Sharon jumps into the van, drives off. Never to be seen Jenny's again. outside the rose at this point and sees... Oh, no, she's somewhere in the street, I don't know. Well, she bangs on Rita's door to find out what's happened to her. This is the last time we see Sharon this week, isn't it? Yeah, that is. Sharon drives off and there are lots and lots of scenes of her looking determined and manoeuvring the car and backing it up the and, van. And, and driving it around and looking at people. And then you see cuts to people walking along as though she's going to run somebody over or do something. It was very much filmed in the way that they would before was, somebody gets hit by a Yeah, man. but instead it was just filmed like a really dramatic like driving test mm. where you where you see all the manoeuvres like mirror, signal, manoeuvre. Well, well done, Sharon. And then they just kind of gave up on it because she literally, she drives about halfway down the street and then she's gone. Yeah, and they're like, oh, there's never, there's we no don't, way. We don't even see her kind of careening around the corner of Rosamond no, Street or anything. She just, she's just gone. Everyone says, you know what? There are ups and downs to them fixing that ring road. 
Yeah, very true. Mm. Um, later on, Rita's in the Rovers. She's fine, but she's blaming herself again after all this. Oh, I must have raised Sharon Roll or oh, something. Oh, dear. Um, and later on still, and Johnny's bags are packed. After yeah. that shocking revelation from Mrs. Connor last uh, on the previous uh, day. She, same day. He's, he's, all this happened on the oh, same yeah, day. Oh, yeah, did, didn't it? He's, um, he's leaving. He says, Jenny, we can't be together. And he leaves. Yeah, good for him. Thursday, Daisy is back to her normal self. Yeah. Saying, oh, isn't Johnny awful? Oh, you're better off without Johnny, Jenny, etc., etc. Jenny um, wants uh, Ronnie gone when he tries to smile his way back in there. And she's like, oh, I'm not blaming you. It's my fault. I just can't have you staying anymore. Blame him, Ronnie. Uh, Jenny, it is Ronnie's fault for being a sex pest, I'm saying. If she has any kind of, like, there is some insinuation here that... It was a physical thing, yes, but Jenny seems to fancy Ronnie still. There's still some elements. There's still been a few little hints yes, we've seen is. with Jenny looking, the way she looks at him and the way she is kind of reluctant to draw a line underneath this. Yeah, she's telling him to go, but you can, she doesn't her, her believe, I don't believe saying, it. No, but her eyes are saying yes. Um, so why don't you just go, look, all's lost with my, with, with my husband. Well, I, think I still that she need somebody will. to take the bins out. I Do think you that fancy she will. a job? I think by this time next week, and he's going to be taking her bins right out. I'll let you know what kind of job it is. Oh, oh. man. Thursday. Innuendo. <laughs> um, Maria is yeah. apologising on Thursday to Gary, saying, oh, sorry, I suspected you of um, kidnapping Sam. Um, so do you want to go to the bistro tonight? Maybe we can be weird, friends again. Weird chat-up line. Why? Sorry, I thought you kidnapped a child. Do you want to go out for a meal? I'm paraphrasing. Daisy is still trying to persuade Jenny to take a chance on Ronnie, but Jenny's like, no, I love Johnny, who just so happens at that moment to turn up. Are you talking about me? No, he just wants to pick some things up. They end up just arguing because he wants to know whether everyone in the Rovers knew about it and whether there was a sweep about how long it would take for Jenny to drop her drawers. And then this is the moment that she brings up his little indiscretion with Liz a few years ago and he bogs right off. He doesn't like that. He doesn't like that. Oh, he doesn't like that. Also, Um, Daisy says, I had two weeks. Oh, yeah, she did, didn't she? What Um, cow? Maria's still schmoozing with Gary, saying, oh, I kind of want you to stay in Weatherfield, don't go to Bristol. Um, And then... We end the episode oh, yeah. with a bit of a... Well, not really a cliffhanger <laughs> at all, was it? It's just Ron... Ooh, excuse me. Oh, that no. Ronnie. I, do, I can't even that say his terrible. name without doing a bit of sick. <laughs> Ronnie turns up at the builder's yard later. No, Ronnie is at the builder's yard later and Johnny comes striding up to him for surely some kind of punch-up or confrontation or something. See, I heard people complain and say they didn't... They thought this was cheesy and, and silly, but I thought it was kind of funny because um, Ronnie's expression was like... Yep, I kind of expected this. Let's mm. have a fight. Well, he's John, Johnny says, look, I haven't got the on energy Friday. for the fight on Friday. Jenny is not happy, by the thank you for asking. But no, it's not your not your place to say. Don't talk to about honest, Jenny. To be honest, though. Just get out of our lives. If, and like, then... obviously, obviously, um, Johnny's had a, had a past of, like, being a bit of a crim. And he's been physical with people and he's been, you know, a bit of a roughy tufty in his time, right? Mm. If he can't even muster the the energy to give someone like a gentlemanly slap across the chops for sleeping with his wife, it kind of feels like, yeah, that then the marriage is over, you know? He just seems if, to have lost all, you he know... He can't be bothered. 
he can't be bothered so with life at it. the moment. I'm Jenny. over this. He he. When Jenny at the end of the episode calls him an old man or something like that, like, he, he really is coming across as someone he who really, just yep. can't be bothered. Can't, can't be, be bothered. faffed with the drama anymore. To be honest, I'm at that stage. <laughs> um, so back at the Rovers, Johnny um, goes to speak to Jenny again. He kind of orders Daisy out into the bar because she's putting a poison in out the back at first, and he says, "Look, um, what does he say?" I had a chat oh, with Ronnie. And oh, yeah, also... I had a chat with Johnny. Um, no one knows where Sharon is. They, they, I think By she way, tells him. In case anybody wondered, which yeah, nobody she's did. she's still on the lamb. Um, and then he says, you know what? It's funny, isn't it? If Scott hadn't turned up last year, we'd probably still be ticking along quite nicely. And Johnny and Jenny's like, hmm, yeah, ticking along. So this is feeling very, very much like the Tyrone and Fizz, isn't it? Where this is, yeah. they're kind of implying that things hadn't been good for a long time, but we hadn't really noticed it on uh, while we were watching. So they have a bit of a winding they down chat. They have a chat. debrief. They do, don't they? Um, Are we going to have a watershed moment like this where uh, we're like, oh... Uh, What's it going to be about? I don't know. Tell you what, that head you haven't done yet, have you? Shut up. Um, they just can't seem <laughs> to get over what's happened. And Jenny says... Well, they, they, they start to be kind of calm about it, but Jenny just gets riled up and she says, look, I just couldn't forgive you about what happened with Liz. I was lonely. Long before no, you says, went to prison, look, I was... I forgave you over Liz. I must have been mad. I was lonely waiting here all by myself. And and um, this was even before you, you got locked up. She says, I forgive you. I said that I forgave you, but it was playing in the back of her mind. It has been. She's been not been able yeah. to let it drop for all these years. But I just couldn't tell you, Johnny. Yep. Um, and she then have gone to therapy. And then it kind of escalates to saying, thank God Ronnie came along, calls him a needy old man who wasted five years of her oh, life, tells is, him to yeah. sling his hook and don't come back. So now, that was... He that, does. That felt like Jenny's honest true feelings in that moment but i don't i don't, I don't think, think she's, that that's what she really thinks. in that moment i think it was i don't think that tomorrow she's going to be feeling the same way but i don't know how you can walk that back no i know i feel that that feels <laughs> as far as <laughs> this is where being told your marriage is over being told you're an old man who's wasted so johnny sorry about that but it's, it's just a friday cliffhanger you know what it's like yeah i had to say it poor old johnny so we also where, had where did he, where has he gone i can't remember he, i think he might have said He's going to have to stay with Carla. Maybe. Meanwhile, uh, not meanwhile, also in this episode, I kind of shunted this along to the end because it's not really anything to do with the story at all, but it's, we just have more seeds of Maria and Gary getting bad together, basically, don't they? And Gary's He's drinking telling her about the weirdest awesome, glass I've ever seen he, in my he life. He's got a very oddly shaped glass. He's telling her how awesome Bristol is, but she doesn't want him to go. I went there once. I had the, the first time I, in my life I ever had bread... With olive balsamic vinegar and olive oil, and you dipped Fancy. it in. That was where I learned. Remember, I came back because that was the first year no, at university. I, do not remember I that. came back and I, I said, "Housemates, I'm going to blow your mind with this combination of food," <laughs> and you guys were like, I don't "Amazing! Who would have thought balsamic vinegar and olive oil with a bit of sea salt and dunk your bread in it?" I don't think it was invented in Bristol. I'm going to go out on a limb here <laughs> <laughs> and say it was probably. Somewhere else before that. Probably the Italians but or something. what a groundbreaking city of innovation <laughs> and cuisine. Bristol well, despite is. all this, Maria is still able to persuade Gary not to take a trip down south. And she says, well, you can come back home then if you like. Sleep on the sofa. 
Unless you really want to come into the bedroom, then you can. So hooray for them, they're back together. This isn't how I wanted things to go at also, all in this, can I, for this week with this story. Everything went a bit wrong this week with almost every storyline. Everything kind of just went a bit off the rails, but in like a really kind of low stakes sort of, can't you just put the brakes on and stop doing that kind of way? Also, Marie is like, oh, why well, do you want to go to Bristol for? And Gary's like, well, the mother of my child and my baby live there. And she's like, nah, wow, you got babies here. Whatever. You she know, did say like, she was at one point... You've got babies she was, at home, Gary. Why do you have to go to Bristol? She did say at one point that she was worried about um, him getting back together with Nicola again as well. She kind of thought it was a matter of, you know, just a matter of time before... I mean, obviously, Nicola's just again. there in Bristol going, oh, God, the dating scene in Bristol is rubbish. <laughs> Every time I want to see somebody, all they talk about is balsamic vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, the, I, I'm I'm so over Maria and Gary. I mean, there was never nothing Maria really. Maria and to... Gary and and um, Sarah Adam and, and Adam. Sarah are the dullest spe- pairing, and they got married a very similar time to one another. We 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 spent a lot of last year of the podcast just intermittently forgetting that they were actually married, didn't we? The pair yeah. of them, and they and it seemed to be just put together for plot purposes, and now. But then when they got they they split up because both have split up since yeah both and now them. they're back together again. It's oh like, great! I, I really can't bring myself to give two hoots about this. No, don't care whatsoever. Don't even know. I mean, go to Bristol, Gary. Take Maria with you. I was. It, where do Sarah and Adam live? They live in uh, Red Bank apartments at the moment. They don't have a set. No, they don't have a set. No, at least, Gary, at least Maria and Gary got a set. <laughs> um, yeah, I. This I, is my. This I, is I my. I, this is like my borderline like. Absolute bottom of the of the line for me to take you seriously as a couple on Coronation Street, you have to have your own set. Otherwise, yeah, sorry, I am Brian not and interested. Not interested. You're not a real couple. See, Gary, this week it... it's like you know when you when you get married and you're like, oh, who should we invite? Who can we get rid of so we can save some money? And people go, oh, don't invite them as a couple because they're only going out with each other. Only invite the only invite the marrieds. Mm. If I was doing my Coronation Street wedding, I'd be like, only if you've got your own set. <laughs> Um, so Gary I think some people thought that this week could be the end of Gary or the unveiling of Gary or something exciting happening with Gary no 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 there there wasn't he just almost got shot just this week something a revelation of some kind where something happens or someone dies would have been good it felt like the a whole lot... week just felt like nothing happened, but lots of things did. But in there the were most lots of boring way, there possible. were lots of cliffhangers where it's like, "Oh, what's going to happen next?" That could be exciting, and then it wasn't. The highlight of the week was Jenny Connor, um, planting her face in the cobbles while being electrocuted by Sharon shouting "Avit." And was... honestly, that's a pretty good. Any normal week, that'd be a pretty good highlight. In suit, in like a, a really important week where they're putting Coronation Street on at nine o'clock, you know, at least we could have seen like a flash of pants or something. She went down. <laughs> Let's justify this time, this time period. I, I, I just felt that there are lots of things this week. Are you that allowed to like... say the f word after nine? Oh yeah, of course. Jenny but... could have said that as she went down. <laughs> Corey are never going to do or... that. If I was Gary and I was in a ginnel with Beardo Van Man shooting me and then he gets hit on the head by a small child, as I went down, I probably would have gone, F me. <laughs> or Not something. Not in front of a child, Gemma. Not in front of an yeah, innocent then, 10-year-old. Yeah, but then it would have given him some kind of... It would have given him Sorry. an opportunity for some kind of funny little Sam quip. Mm, I don't like, know. Like, mummy says that when she's... 
plucking her nose hair or something <laughs> like. So I thought that this week had lots of um, things that could have been exciting but weren't. So the, the, having somebody pull a gun on another character really on Britain's feel, Got Talent yeah. Week should make you think, oh, actually, somebody could get shot and die here. But they didn't. No, because... Having Abby going after Corey with a broken bottle, it's like, oh, she could you know, attack him and he could be in, like, in mortal danger. But he wasn't. No. Uh, Sharon driving down the street at full pelt. Oh, she Looking could run at... somebody over here. But she didn't. But she doesn't. Yeah. And it just felt a lot of this week was, was little moments like that. And no butt crack. Yeah. I mean, the... the um, what What... The, the the tasering as well. That it's, was good. Th- that bit when when there was a confrontation when hilarious. there was that confrontation before the tasering happened, I was like quite excited about oh, what what is Sharon gonna do? Is she gonna is she gonna knock Jenny out? Is she gonna? But then and then it was the tasering, and it's like oh oh no, she's like okay. That. No, I like that because it was funny and it was camp and it was silly and it was Coronation Street. Um, but, but at I... the same time, you can have that in any week. It was, this is the week that you should get, you know, Sharon should at least shoot her in the foot or something. I, I didn't, I, I I felt, I mean, it was probably a soap first to have a tasering. First socially distanced taser. I, I don't know whether, and, and it was funny. I think that, funny. that gave us our biggest laugh of the week, doesn't it? It was brilliant. But I don't know whether it was supposed to. And Jenny and Sharon are both great. Oh yeah, they're they're great. And I just it must have had to have that been Abbott funny was... because she said have it. Like have it. Have it. Like she was like oh. <laughs> the little lip snarl that she does, and that was quite a Jenny Connor lip snarl. She's got she's something's awake awakened in uh, Sharon that day. Yeah. Some kind of Maybe she was she practicing something... the taser on herself earlier just to make sure she knows how it works and no. she just shocked herself into No, that's something happened there in her mind that that's gonna change her forever now. I just don't think that She's she's got a kink and she she didn't even know she had. <laughs> in in a week where, you know, you're expecting high drama and maybe there's gonna be a death, maybe there's gonna be, you know, such and such, to have a, a confrontation like that's turn into something quite so comedic i don't i think that they missed the mark i don't think they should have been it was funny but i don't think that was an appropriate time to have a funny thing happen i'm sorry for sounding like a bit of a spoil sport about it i enjoyed it but reflecting back on it it's like oh i'd have have preferred to saying a little bit darker a little bit oh a bit more serious like she'd shot her in the eye she'd lost an eye i had you know something like this was very much uh shoot lorraine kelly in the ass with an arrow Kind of a it was, wasn't it? Scene. It was. Is this the tradition? Like every year, every, there's every got to be some kind now. of comedy injury comedy for a beloved shooting. Yeah. UK icon. Maybe, maybe. Who's um, next? The Queen. <laughs> um, Watch out, Liz. So people were people were wondering how Sharon could have got herself a taser because they are definitely not legal in the UK. They're they're um, officially classed as firearms, so therefore not legal. And apparently the one that she had was yellow, which means it's a police issue one or something. So Craig I'm just kind probably of... probably left it somewhere. <laughs> he probably did, I don't know. No, I, I think we can assume that from her, um, her criminal uh, associates, one of them managed to get hold of one and give it to her. You know, I was... Um... I, I wonder... I, I was thinking, like, would it have been better if we'd have seen the taser beforehand like you know no. had a little look at, it was funny was it because it came out of nowhere like suddenly <laughs> suddenly jenny's just like whoop it's funny i was gonna say something about guns um 
we had we have had gun storylines before in the past and i have read something interesting which i didn't double check i just believe everything i read on the internet because why wouldn't you um on reddit they were talking and they said apparently um guns are so rare and so expensive for criminals to buy in this country that there are some guns that have been used in multiple crimes over and over and over again the same gun by different oh, you people play a game of past the pistol mm. Mm. well so that's why she had a taser and not and she gave beardy the she gave him the proper gun yeah. i mean really honestly can we just point something out here what um the inherent sexism of this situation why didn't she keep the gun for herself? She's better at aiming than Beardo. She got Jenny right in the back. Yeah. Where did Beardo get Gary? Nowhere. And he wasn't exactly, you know... I know Gary's got tall 20 hair. 20 paces away. He was right next to him. I don't know how he missed, to be honest. He got donked on the head. Yeah. So... By the... What did I call it? The bazooka of science. <laughs> people were asking about... Um, I saw people saying, well, how did Sharon get onto Jenny's phone to find all these messages with Ronnie? Well, A, why did Jenny have these messages on her phone? Because surely Listen. if Sharon can pick it up and have a look through, why yeah. not Johnny? Also, not, I mean, I'm sure that Johnny's Jenny's great. maintained throughout this that it was a one-off thing and she did. She kind of regretted it and she didn't really want it to carry on. Why is she texting him like, hey, can I come down for some extra sausage this morning? No, I, I think I think she's probably texting him. This is a mistake. You need to get away. We should never have done it. I'm giving her the Can benefit the of the doubt here. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, and I think that's what she's found. But she should not have left any evidence on her phone. Well, she's... that's a rookie mistake, Jenny. Well, this is the first time she's done it. Oh, yeah, she's not going to make that mistake again, then, is no. she? But I mean, maybe she did think that because my. You know, how did Sharon get onto her phone? Why wasn't it passcoded? Probably was. Very the convenient. Code is Rita. Or did she do the same as Asher did with Corey and just hold the phone up against Jenny's face? Because Jenny has got an iPhone, so it's got some nice facial well, recognition. Well, as I showed you... Yeah, I know. You actually cannot open an iPhone with somebody's face facial recognition if their eyes are closed. Of course work. you can't, because people would just be going around murdering each other for their iPhones. So what I'm kind of a picturing now, then, is that Jenny's flat out on the cobbles. Yeah. Sharon's kind of hovering over her with one hand kind of opening her eyes, stretching her eyes yeah. open, and then with the other hand, and still going, nobody going notices any of this. But anyway, it's very convenient. Although at the end of the day, it only... She only holds it over Jenny for about half an episode because the truth comes out. Well, the thing is, she could have used her thumb or her finger. I don't know why they didn't show Asher. I guess they had to because of COVID. Have her stay away from Corey. But anyone who's got a phone really should know that you can't open it with your eyes closed. Fingerprint recognition for um, opening phones is so passe, Gemma. That's so five years ago. Although you haven't yet. Has your phone got that? Nope. Gemma's still got an iPhone. So I don't fast. agree with using biometric data for oh, passwords no, because no, you, you can't your phone change it. can your phone can do it. You just choose my not phone to, can yeah, but yeah. I choose not to because it is not secure information. Mm. Um, do you think that Jenny was right to confess when she did because she could she possibly could have held out for a little bit longer? She absolutely could have just not told him. Who would have told him? What Sharon? Sharon, what happened to Sharon after this though? Well, she just does she a just bunk, drove off she? immediately. So wh- when was this going to come out? Yeah, that's true. She could have kept her mouth shut and nothing would have happened. She's going to come back, though, isn't she? Uh, what? Sharon's going to come back at some point. She's going to make a spectacular return in a few weeks and go out in a blaze of glory or something. Hopefully. What's wrong with a good old-fashioned... No, I didn't. That's what I would be be, um, banking on. When I have my affair and you find out, 
and you come and confront me with evidence, I'll be like, no. Maybe, and then what will you do? Maybe Jenny was just thinking, look, if I confess now, it's better than being found out, you know, three, know, four weeks down the line. At least I'm being honest about it. before you get blackmail. Don't let them blackmail you and then confess when there's literally, they have no use for you anymore. Mm. Jenny, God damn it. Well, You're amateur. Uh, were, were you glad that she brought up Liz? I was kind yeah, of... Yeah, me too. I was waiting for it. I, I put Jenny on so much of a pedestal. I was kind of hoping that she wouldn't bring up Liz and then Johnny would be the one then to say, oh, you thought that just because I slept with Liz that one time and then she could have said, oh, actually, I didn't even bring actually, up Liz. You I wouldn't lower myself yeah. to that one. The thing is, but though, the it fact... Make, it makes very much sense that... Yeah, of course. Uh, and as the kind of character that she is, that she would she bring did, it up. Yeah. She, I think she probably was biting her tongue for a little bit, but... Yeah, she, At the same she wears time, a heart on her sleeve. The fact that she brought it up and still bothers her is is the show justifying splitting these two up, isn't it? By saying she can't get over it, he knows he would never get over it, they might as well just break up. Have we had... Has there been much that we could say is evidence that Jenny has you know, harboured these resentments over the past three no. four years but the, but it would be in the back of your mind though i think it would be i think it would be some think... people maybe not but personally for myself i would never be able to stop thinking about it i, I i'm just gutted i don't think that... it's fair to expect somebody to forget it no i i'm just sad that the end it's the end jenny and johnny are over michael get i with can't the program, i can't which is get over this Street. but it it really feels like the there isn't the any coming back for it. But I don't. I, I think that the, what that those home truths she was telling yeah. Johnny at the end of today's episode probably were, Gosh. like you said, they they were what she was feeling at the time. But she just wanted to say something to hurt him. I yeah, don't think course. she 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 doesn't honestly believe that he's a doddery old man. I'm sure she hasn't been thinking that he's a, you know, an old duffer that she's wasted her life on. Oh, but she was just telling him to to hurt him today. I think that she's probably gonna wake up on Monday's episode and regret some of the things that she said. But of course, that's but, what I said already. But, the thing is about it is they Ronnie's gave up. Gonna come along, isn't they? They both oh. gave up so quickly. It feels like well, if you're gonna be like that about it, you probably should split up with each other. That was but a shame that we didn't see like him fighting it's moved for each so other. So fast from like. Oh, you cheated on me. Well, that's it then. There's no discussion. We're not going to talk about it. We'll have a fight and then I'll leave. They almost, yeah, they had a little mini 30 second discussion about it before it's it just really devolved into mudslinging again. Of all the couples that are on the street, you would expect them to have had the most mature reaction because they're both old enough and, and enough wise life experience. Enough and they're not as, I mean, they're both a bit, I mean, Jenny's quite fiery, but she also has a, an emotional maturity. And she's got a passion for, for Johnny, or she did before this. Mm. You would really have thought that if any if any couple were going to properly fight for each other, it would be Jenny and Johnny. And the only other couple I can think of who would probably have like, a, let's sit down, here's the listening stick, here's the talking stick, you must swap and, and only talk and listen when you have it. That would be Tor and Imran. Yeah, oh yeah, I reckon. No, I just think... Um... I think maybe as well she could feel guilty about what she did with Ronnie and thinks that she doesn't deserve Johnny. Yeah, possibly. like she wants to be an element of that with it. But uh, yeah, she's—I think she's gone too far. Well, they're um, over. They're uh, over. Were you, were you kind of who? Whose side were you on? Do you think were you saying think Jenny, yeah? You tell Johnny him, gave Johnny. Up way too quick. Oh. 
Johnny was like, oh, I can't, no, I can't ever forgive you for this. This is the worst thing that you ever, anyone has ever done in the history of the world. Apart from when I did it, it doesn't, doesn't count. He shouldn't be expected to forgive. And even though he was unfaithful to Jenny with Liz, that doesn't give Jenny the right no, to do the same with No, but it certainly does, expect, does sort of implicate you in being an understanding. In, in... Yeah, you just... Like, you... he didn't go... I can understand that this was just a fling because I too had such a dalliance myself once upon a time. Mm. If he can stand there and say to Jenny, "Oh, it didn't mean anything. It was just, it was just an affair. Just slept with Liz. Don't, don't, just forget about it." And then turn around and say, "Well, I can't forget about it. It wasn't just an affair. You slept with as the, you know." Mm. Oh, I'm not looking forward to seeing how smug Daisy's going to be next week. Daisy's gonna be gonna think all of Christmas would come at once. She's like, I told you, I've been saying this all along. Yeah, I I, I mean, to be fair, she's not wrong now because at the first sign of trouble, Johnny's just run off. Yeah. If I was Jenny, I'd be I'd be like oh, more upset this. about the fact that he just gave up without even he didn't mm. even he didn't even slap Ronnie around. This is like he could have at least taken his hat and stamped on it. That's what I'd have done. I think it, it it just feels like this for this year for twenty twenty one in McLeod has been like let's split up all the couples that Michael really wants to stay together. Yeah, let's listen so to conversations. Fizz and Tyrone was bad enough because I love Fizz and Tyrone and look what they're what they're doing at now. At Hammer and Tongs trying to you know fight for fight for the girls, fight for the house, and and you know it doesn't look like they haven't started fighting over the house yet. No, but it's just a matter of time, and the girls. It's just it it's just a matter of time. Really, really gutted about that because I love them as a couple. We got Jenny and Johnny. We almost had it with Ed and Aggie, who actually, I mean, I'm not as invested obviously in those two as I am with the other couples, but I think that they've got a pretty solid relationship, the Baileys, and we almost that almost came to an end this year. It's, oh, and think about Sarah so sad. and Adam. I I, oh my! Heart. Yeah, and then and then on Gary the other, and, Maria. and then the couples oh. that I don't care about, who have split up, are just kind of drifting back together each other. We got Sarah and Adam are back together. We got Maria and Gary are back together. I don't care about them. I want these long term couples that I've had the in many years to get invested over or get invested in. And oh, well, I, I'm just really, really, really. In the wrong stops. I'm really, really gutted. Should have bought GameStop. I I think the pessimist in me is saying oh, this is definitely it for Johnny and Jenny, but I am so 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 willing, and I don't know whether I should be. Like out loud, I'm saying they're definitely over, but there's a little voice in the back of my head that says, "Oh yeah, but they might get back together, might they? They're just doing this for the drama." And then when that doesn't happen, I'll just be even more gutted. I can't see either of them having a long term relationship with anyone else, but I will. I mean, I was always a Jenny and um, Johnny sceptic, wasn't I? I always said, oh, I'm not really sure. I'd rather, actually, it seems to me as though Jenny, uh, Johnny and Liz are better suited. Yeah. So, but have I, I got where I wanted You, you did at the beginning, is it my, but is they, it my they grew dream? to be a really, a really lovely cut. They, they always felt pretty solid to but me. To, on, no, um, I know over this past the past year, year or more, it's really felt like... Well, the Johnny's hardly been here, has Johnny's he? He was in, in France, prison. in prison in France. We've not yeah. seen him for the past twelve months. So, so they haven't again. They haven't really done enough in the past, in the recent times, to go look at this really. This is this couple. But they don't do that with any couple. So don't. it's it's almost always down to the viewers to make you know, up. make make up this whirlwind romance your, and aren't these perfect for each other do your fanfics yeah exactly and the other couple 
that they split up after people saying, look how lovely they are, was Severed Nina. Look, he stomped to death. How'd you like that? Oh, oh, God. Um, oh, you like couples, do you? You like people being happy and love, do you? Well, look at this. I, I mean, look at Seb. He's being kicked so, to death. There's just been so many iconic Coronation Street pairings, couples, over the years. And it just seems at the moment, Corey's doing it at its absolute Corey, best to say, now nah, we don't need Corey's them. Corey's like, what? Married couple, double axe. There's an award for that. That's a cliche. We don't want that. We want people breaking up with each other. We want marriages that last literally five minutes. And I can just see Johnny, uh, Jenny and Ronnie magnetising back together again and me shaking my head and crying. Jenny, Jen, crying? Jenny, I just, I just... Oh, Jenny I, and Ronnie? Jenny and Ronnie. make you cry. Jenny, Jen, if they get together, which they so, so will, I can just see it happening. And I'm she... getting, It's one of these things that I'm getting mad about before it happens, but it just seems <laughs> horribly inevitable. <laughs> She's I just, got some nice rum on that She is not suited for him. Oh, he's, really? Oh, he's such... He's so cheesy. He's so and, suave. Uh, he's so I, and she, she was saying, oh, he's young and exciting oh, and everything. But beautiful. I just... I don't like them as a match together at all. Um, he, well, there was that bit this week where he called a sexy Miss Marple, wasn't there? And she was like, oh, I'm like, Jenny, no. Well, to be fair, you try calling me a sexy Miss Marple and see what happens. I would love it. Oh. That's like a really high compliment. Oh, women love true crime they love being called sexy mm. sexy miss marple i mean i'm sure you can buy those costumes anyway um what does this mean for the future of the rovers what does this mean for daisy what does this mean for for johnny even i because in my head jenny and ronnie are gonna get back gonna get together properly as much as i hate the idea but i've got literally no idea what this means for johnny he's had such a minor role in the street for a little while now like he came out he could just disappear off and nobody would really notice it feels like richard hawley could you know leave the show but if i think if he was going to then they would maybe have him leave this week but so I, I i don't know i don't know can we can we move on now we move on to the next story we'll go on then so um a wreath for Franklin. Abby and Seb and Nina <sighs> and Asher and Corey. What's going on there? So it's the funeral on Monday, wasn't it? It's very sad. Abby comes into the funeral. No, it's not. Well, the, the pre-funeral on Monday. The whole week is the same day. Yes. So... Uh, Maybe this... Is this why last week on Friday's episode, Elaine said it was Wednesday and we're to believe that all of this week was actually last Friday and now it's going to be Monday again? But actually this past Monday, when it's next Monday. Coronation Street is going to be permanently a week behind everybody. <laughs> Set your clocks. Right, go on, sorry. Abby goes to the funeral parlour and she's there with the coffin with with Seb in it and she caresses it and cries. We and get a couple of scenes. It's very touching. We had a couple of scenes this week where she's just kind of sitting there crying and saying, oh, you're a great son and stuff. <laughs> stuff. Great, great performance. But... Yeah. Maria finds Gary... Um, Moping in Victoria Gardens. I thought that was mopping for a minute. No, moping. He blames himself for Seb's death because he's the one that brought Kelly to Weatherfield. He didn't really explain to Maria that he also killed her dad, (laughs) which is probably more to the point of why he feels guilty. Um, And she's like, whatever. I don't know why that this bit's... Well, this bit's really in it, but then they develop the relationship as the day goes on. Corey's dressed up for the funeral... Um, yeah, much to everybody's suit, shock, Nina sees him with Asher and she cannot believe they're together again. And Asher's, Asher's secret plan is to get Corey to admit what he's done. But she can't blow her cover, so she has to pretend to Nina that she and Corey are back together again. 
And she believes Corey when he says he didn't do anything. So obviously Nina's a bit knocked. Abby has brought Seb some of his stuff. She says he wants to... Um, she, she didn't know if he wants to take it with him, which is so sad. Very very Egyptian of you. I know, yeah. She, she's brought in some photos, a Glastow t-shirt, and the next book in that fantasy series you're mad about. So I, I don't know whether she's managed to get an advanced copy of The Winds of Winter here. Could be, if she got connections. <laughs> she chats to him about how she regrets all the drug taking and that she can hardly remember his childhood. And there's a really good line here where she says, I took, the, I took drugs to blot out an unhappy childhood, but I ended up blotting out yours. That was really poignant. That was, that was. Nina shows up at the factory to see Carla. She's designed some new knickers and she wants to show Carla. And Carla says, oh, you shouldn't be here now. And she says, look, I need a distraction because I'm, I'm not going to the funeral. We don't really say anything. What I, I assume that there was a cut scene where Carla's like, Nina, these are actually really bad. <laughs> We've already invented crotchless panties. You're adding nothing to this. Um... Kevin tries to prise Abby away from the coffin so they can go to the funeral. She's in bits. She's just crying. Nina comes back to the cafe and has another another go at Asher. And she finds out that Asher's got the bag of dresses and she's fuming. And she says, never talk to me again. I don't want anything to do with you. Um, I'm not coming to the funeral. Leave me alone. Abby sits on the bench in the... Victoria Gardens with Kevin crying. They see Nina. Don't know what they think of that. Um, <laughs> Nina. Uh, I think Abby's just saying, oh, maybe she should come or something. I don't know. Well, I don't know. But She's later convinced on, later on. Nina's doing her graphic novel and we don't see very much of what it is, but there's definitely um, a picture of her with a megaphone saying, don't look at me, which is obviously Nina sort of um, her insecurities about the fact that even though she doesn't want people to look at her or think she's different, she intrinsically kind of encourages that by dressing differently. Yeah, without saw... her kind you know, without her consent, it's not really her fault, but at the same time, she's obviously struggling with this idea that she does invite um inadvertently comment mm. because she stands out. But you know, as she said before, that's who she is, not what she dresses like. I think I saw on Instagram some cl- some more close ups of the designs and a lot of it just seemed to be very closely mirroring you know, what happened with the with the you know people a lot following of after her and uh, yeah. Um so Roy says Roy goes round to see um, Abby. No, no, no. She says, um, you're going to regret not going. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. And he, she says, oh, it's not fair. Seb is so young. It's such a short life. And she just obviously really is hung up. She keeps trying to say to everybody, I don't care. I don't want to go to the funeral anyway. Oh, I'm not bothered. I, I don't need to go. I'd rather not go if it's going to upset Abby. But everyone can tell that it's, it'd probably be quite, quite healthy for her to go to sort of get a bit of closure. Get a bit of closure. So... Um, Roy goes off to number 13 to see Abby and, and she says, well, Nina says she didn't want to come. So if she want, does want to come, fine, whatever, I don't care if she changed her mind. And Roy tells Abby that he is getting worried about Nina because she's jettisoning her identity and she's lost herself and she's grieving. Like, Abby, you're, I know you're the, the mother, but she's also lost something that you know, is irreplaceable. Can you not tell her that you'd be welcome? And then he... Uh, this I thought this was pretty bad, to be honest. He's stolen 
Nina's graphic novel and he gives it to Abby to read. And so she picks it up and she looks at it and she feels really bad. Um, this is like reading someone's diary, honestly. I don't think this is really fair, but it no, works. No, it's very personal. Yeah. Um, she Abby then decides that, that Seb would have wanted... Nina to come to the funeral. Roy goes back to Nina and says, oh, you gave your graphic novel to Abby. And she doesn't really have time to react to this because in comes Abby through the door and says, please come to the funeral. I'm really sorry I was such a cow. Um, Here's the bag of clothes. You can come as the Nina that Seb worshipped. And then, and she also says, don't take away the things he loved about you. And Nina says, I made him a target and Abby says, you made him happy. And those lines were really brilliant. I loved those lines. And they were really well performed, really well written, really nice. There was um, there was a definite sweet. contrast between some of the the drama and kind of the touching moments in this story towards the beginning of the week, if you compare them to what was going on in the Sharon story at the same time, which was a bit more... Um... There were elements of this week that were brilliant. Oh, yeah, there were. And then there were elements that were like, over the top. what's happened here? Mm. What? Um, Nina doesn't really get dressed up, up, does she? She just wears a black hoodie. Yeah, she, she's still not got the, uh, she's the not... white makeup on or anything. Yeah, no, she, she, she's, she's not she's full not... on back to normal Nina again. But I think it's going to be a little while before she's uh, well, brave enough to do that. Even if you weren't struggling with your identity and what to how to manifest that physically, you still... If you're grieving, don't really fancy putting on a dress and makeup. No. So I don't blame her. I certainly her. don't. No, I know, I know you. Oh, don't want my panda eyes. No. Um, Tuesday, there's a scene with the hearse. Basically, the only people that see the hearse everyone turn up is everyone it. who's in the storyline, and most everyone else has got no idea what's going on. They all look at it like, oh, so, so sad and poignant. And Nina gets invited to ride with Abby. I mean, oh. It's really tough. It's really sad to think of Abby considering Nina and wondering what would have been, you know, is this girl, was she to be my daughter-in-law? Mm. You don't know. No, it would never happen now. So that's really sad to think that. I don't know what. and But, you know, they can support one another now because they've both lost someone really important. Yeah. It's really, really sad. Corey comes along, goes... Oi, oi, <laughs> can I be in this? And Roy says, no, you can't pay your respects. You're, they're paid already, go away. And Abby gets in the car, everyone's sad. Then they come back from the funeral. Apparently it was brilliant. There was um, they there was a choir. Performing lines. They had finger sandwiches. There was the Archbishop of Canterbury came. BBC were there. Cradle of Filth with a wedding band. Wedding band or funeral band? Funeral band, sorry. <laughs> Nina and Nina and Abby just got married, because why not? Um, anyway, so they, they've had a lovely day. <laughs> um, Nina sees Corey loitering around, and he's like, oh, I'm so sad. Oh, I'm so sorry that he died. I haven't slept. It's been really upsetting me. I should have done more. And Nina's like, whatever, you killed him. Um, Ash is like, you better leave, because you're just making things worse. He skulks away. Thing is about... about um, Corey is he's so egotistical that he just gets offended when he gets told to leave the funeral of the man that he's killed like why is everyone mean to me <laughs> oh god can't I see how awesome I am he's so it's got such a persecution complex yeah. of course you shouldn't go to the funeral of the man you killed 
You are not welcome. Go home. Well, he's just gone there to, you know, put up a well, he's gone there to stir he? the pot, but he also likes attention. I think he's just gone there to make it look like he's sad because he's trying to... De- 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 and there isn't any suspicion on him from the, from the police, at least, but he's trying to make I, it look I like, I am really sad about oh, it. So look, sad. I'm so sad I've gone yeah, along whatever. to the funeral. I think partly I, if I'd, that... If I'd killed him, I wouldn't have gone to the funeral, would I? I think partly that and partly like, look at me, look at me. Anyway, it, he gets attention, but he skulks off. Um... Then we have round the back of the Rovers, Abby and Johnny, and he tells her um, that he's sorry for her loss. And when he says when he says that to her, it you know really echoed like how empty those those words are. But again, what do you say? Yeah, and and, and I mean he she's like well everyone says that she everyone said that you you've had you, the same loss. thing happen. You've had, your son has died as well. Have you got anything more to say? And he's like nothing, nothing that would help. So he's and he walks off. That's that was really. I thought that was a really nice scene. Well, it was, it was not nice. It was you know. It was a really important tragic. scene, and yeah, it was well. Um, it felt honest and and real mm. because it's exactly right. Johnny knows that no words that anybody can say yeah, can make his son come say. back. This is the thing. What do I say to somebody whose whose son has been murdered? Mm. I don't know. I uh, really don't know. Yeah. I mean, I hear from people who have lost others that the best thing is to share a story about something they did or said that made you happy or that you that you remember them by, which is always nice. But sometimes that's not exactly the moment. No. So anyway, um, Asha goes and has a cry. And I really liked Anishigori's performance of Asha struggling to hold her tears in and not and and try to maintain some kind of composure because I've never seen anyone do this but I I know that I sometimes have done this myself when I've tried to hold back tears she kind of like pursed her lips and like puffed her cheeks out like she was full of grief in her mouth but she wouldn't let it out Mm. and like she was she just trying to trying to like release it slowly like steam out of a steam train to try and stop it from overwhelming her that was really really um well, kind of, I don't know. It it felt again. It's not this way that you traditionally see actresses perform yeah, grief because it it's usually real. it's either like beautiful tears or like I'm gonna go the opposite and I'm so beautiful I don't care if I look ugly when I cry because I might get an award if I get enough snot down my face. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like the proper like. Ugh! Oh, speaking of snot, we had yeah, a Sharon tra- had a good old Sharon had a good old bogey dripping out of her nose. Gush. She really did. That was that scene in the camera, Rita, wasn't it? She was dripping right from that nostril. You can see. You can sometimes I kind of I don't not necessarily in that scene, but like sometimes you can see them and that you can tell that they're like accumulating these fluids on their face and they they're not wiping them off like you would in real life. As soon as you start crying, you're like, give me a tissue, and you and you wipe you wipe it off but they're like no accumulate the tears the awards all of it i want all of it anyway so ash is having a cry in the victoria gardens meanwhile abby's by herself at the back of the rovers she overhears Corey in the ginnel on his phone going oh yeah i've got to put my fat sad face on oh yeah i'm at his funeral oh yeah that psycho mum of his She's she's crazy. Usually, and, I haven't got time in Corey for people overhearing things coincidentally, but I thought this was quite an exciting way to end Tuesday's episode. I, I I didn't see that coming, and when she then goes out um of the the back 
um, gate, picks up the broken bottle and starts following him along the ginnel. I thought that was a, a really great cliffhanger. But like I was saying earlier, it was another one that kind of led to nothing on on the next episode she doesn't go glassing him in the face she's able to be talked out of it but she's the striding down a, the cobbles re, there was a really nice angle as well that we pointed out wasn't there it was like for a, a low camera angle a bit slanty um yeah that yeah. was that was a that was a great end to the episode so she's yeah on thursday we pick up abby striding towards Corey, unbeknownst to him she has a bro- broken bottle in her hand asher intercepts her and stops her and sort of talks her down and eventually she just dissolves into tears on the cobbles um and the next time we see her she's in villain's alley meeting up with a shady guy who hands her something and you're supposed to think oh she's going back to the drugs i it felt i didn't think i did i thought i wondered whether it was another gun or something like that I, i i was like i don't know what's happening but I don't think she's getting drugs for herself. Maybe a taser. They're all the rage, I hear. Where's the spare one going now? Mm. Um, so she, she's got this mysterious package. Um, and uh, meanwhile, Asha is caught up with Corey and says, oh, do you want to hang out together? I don't want to go home. I don't want to be alone tonight. Seductive face. So that works. Um, yeah, they go up to they the go flat. back to the flat together, and she's trying to get him to drink as much as possible. And this was quite a nice mystery. At this point, we didn't know for sure what was going on. We had to piece it together ourselves, didn't we? Yeah. Is she going to try and get him drunk? And I thought she was going to get him drunk and try and get him to confess and record it on her. Yeah, phone. that's what I was expecting. But she gets this pizza. She, she goes. The door goes. And she goes. Oh, it's the pizza that I ordered. Um, let me go and get the door. And she picks the. She picks up this ratty-looking box. And pocket something kind of suspiciously. Um, then we get to cut to Nina. He's, she wants to go for a walk. And Roy's like, the last time that happened, it ended badly. Are you sure? And she says, yes, I'm absolutely sure. There's police everywhere. Because this is after the shooting. Mm. I'll be fine. Um, she sees Abby loitering. He's looking very suspicious. And she goes to look, see her. And she probably suspects what we suspect, which is, we're supposed yeah. to suspect that she's kind of edgy on drugs. But she's not. Um, but next we cut to Asha, who has the bag of drugs, which she has tipped into Corey's beer. And he's like, let's go to bed. Let's go to bed. Why did you really invite me up here if you don't want to go to bed? And she's like, oh, I do want to sleep with you. Um, but it felt wrong, what with the funeral and everything. And he says, right, Just I'm leaving. Just drink your beer first. I'm leaving. She says, no, let's have sex, but first drink your beer. <laughs> because it'd be rude to waste it. And then she does that thing, um, which ca- characters like to do, where they're, they've put some kind of poison in something and they just stare at the other person until they take a swig or eat <laughs> something. So next time somebody's watching you very carefully, if you're eating, suspect them. Make them have a bite first. So Nina's like, what? Nina, back to Nina and Abby, and she says, oh, are you using again? She's like, no, no, no. She explains Asha's plan. She's going to get Corey completely blotto, then she's going to grab his phone and look for evidence. And I don't get why drugs need to be involved in this. Why? What do you mean? How many times has somebody stolen someone else's phone on this show? Literally, you, you wait for them to go to the toilet in the Rovers and take their phone. 
Or you just take it out of their <laughs> out off the top of their bag or out of their jacket. Well, her plan was kind of flawed in that, you know, once she had the phone, she didn't just leg it. She just hung around for him. Well, hang on a minute. For him to, to wake up. Hang on a minute. It's so, her own fault. So you don't need to drug somebody to steal their phone. Millions of people have their phones stolen from them without the use of drugs. But anyway, Ash is obviously very careful and cautious and Abby's completely on board with doing anything to Corey to muck him up. Giving him drugs is just an added bonus. Um, Nina's like, this is a bad idea. Don't you think the police have already looked at his phone anyway? And and um, presumably Abby's like, shut up. You're just ruining the story. Corey is... I think that they say that he's got a new phone yes, since. Yes, he's got a new phone. The police haven't Corey's looked, so. out, for, out for the count. Asher uses his face to unlock his phone, which we've already said doesn't work. Um, Abby and Nina are like walking around, waiting, waiting. Asher... Where would you stand if you had just stolen somebody's phone and drugged them and you wanted evidence to see if they'd murdered somebody? Somewhere else or next to them? Those are your two choices. Literally, anywhere else in the world or next to them. <laughs> so she chooses next to them, stands over him, and the phones are all buzzing. The, first of all, the, 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 um, the stereo's on, full blast. What's yeah. wrong with a nice lullaby or something? <laughs> Or something dull on television yeah. to knock him out. Um, no, full blast music. He comes around, looks up, and she's standing there with his phone in her hand, making no attempt to hide it, looking guilty as sin. And of course, he's like, what are you doing? And that Friday... So next day we see Friday's episode. Asha says, oh, you were just drunk. Abby and Nina are worried, so they come up the stairs, and Asha says... I think I gave him too much. I don't think you gave him enough, Asha, if it didn't knock him out for long enough. No, yeah, and how long do you need to look at his phone? (laughs) Anyway. He must have been, like, unconscious for literally, what, 30 seconds or so? (laughs) Asha says to Nina, I haven't found any incriminating text. Corey says, I didn't do anything wrong. Runs out the flat, falls down the stairs. Yeah. And then they start to worry, what have we done? What should we do? How are we going to get out of this? Well, some of the... the, the there's um, differences of opinion on how they well, should deal with him, saying. aren't there? I love Nina, because Nina's, like, completely just checked out of life today. I felt very much the same way. <laughs> she was like, if he dies, he dies. Everyone dies eventually. Some people deserve it more than others. Um, Asha says, I'm a goody two-shoes. We should call the ambulance. And so Abby gets to cast the deciding vote because she's the mum of the dead boy. So after the break, we find out that she's picked the side of good and has called an ambulance for him and he's on the way to the hospital. Please aren't saying much. Asha's like, guys, I've still got his phone. Oh, dear. Asha, look at it then. What are you talking? I don't get why she was worried. And she part- in the end, it didn't make any difference anyway because the police just accepted her story, which was perfectly plausible. Corey fell down the stairs and she had his phone and she just kept it because why would you go oh sorry hang on don't put him in the ambulance yet I've got to put this phone in his pocket what I want to know is how she was able to unlock his phone today because she didn't have his face did she <laughs> no she did not are we to believe that the reason that she are took so long is that when she unlocked his phone he then she then went into the security settings yeah, and set herself it. up so that it was her face that it would open to, or maybe Genius. that she changed the passcode on it or something. Brilliant. I don't know, but I think um, maybe that was a little bit of a um, no. They they missed a plot out inconsistency. I there, don't Corey. think so. They they cut the scene out where she was there with Nina and Abby, and she went, "Oh no, hang on a minute, I'm having a cyber attack." 
his defences are up. I'm going to bypass the security. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, no, it's asking me for a password. Oh, when was Welly County founded? Beep, beep, beep. I thought so. 1888. I'm past the first firewall. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Do you remember what his first dog's name was? Because I do. It was Sam. Beep, 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 beep. I'm in. Yeah, we didn't need that. Hacking. You're right. <laughs> That's how you do it. So anyway, um, he's been taken to the hospital. Ash is worried. She's, then she looks at his phone and sees a tracker, some kind of trollop tracker that he's installed on himself. And it looks like he was at the scene of the crime after... It's just his GPS stuff, isn't it? Yeah. After um, he was released from the police station in the middle of the night. And then he went to the Irwell. And this looks very suspicious. So they take it to the police. And the poli- and they basically explain that it looks as though he has been putting evidence in the canal, which is littering. And that's illegal, so therefore he's in trouble. <laughs> so the police go to the hospital where Corey is there on the on the bed with his dad next to him, who looks so smug and pleased with himself, with absolutely no... He's got no right to be. He's very defensive about his son, isn't he? He's not having any... I like this bit where the policeman says... Um, so I saw that you were near the biscuit factory. And then Corey's like, I went on a tour of the biscuit factory when I was at school. And then the dad goes, biscuits, eh? Cookies. Some people call them dunkers. Yeah, thank and you that for was that his sole, like, Thank you very much, Mr. Corey. But we're not asking for synonyms at the moment. We're asking why you were there skulking around when you said that you didn't go anywhere near it. So they've got CCTV evidence, CCTV evidence that shows him walking around with the clothes, changing his clothes, throwing bags, coming back without a bag. There's no, really no excuse for, for any of this that he so can the, think the, of. So the sequence um, of events then we are led to believe now is that he's, he um, kicked Seb to death, went and put his old clothes in this biscuit factory. Cookie factory, they call it in America. Donker factory. Um, and then left them there he was then arrested by the police after he was let out by the police he went back to the factory got the clothes in a bag shoved them in the river Irwell and then right that's it all my my evidence is gone but they've said the police said well we've got our divers looking for it now he's kind of has to admit, really. And then Corey he? breaks, because I, I don't know whether they really have divers looking for this or if they're just bluffing, but Corey, it works on Corey, and he's like, oh, yeah, I got rid of it. It wasn't evidence, though. Um, I was at the attack, but I was trying to stop it from happening. I've rewatched that scene again since, just, just this past week, I can't remember why. And I know Kelly was saying that she was trying to stop it happening, but you do see a good, you know, 10 seconds or so of Seb being kicked, and... Kelly is not trying to stop him. I want to know how Nobody long it was takes. You didn't hear anybody saying stop doing that or please stop. Or, I think we're still supposed to believe Kelly's side of the story. I here. don't believe Kelly either. Mm. Anyway, the last um, scene is Abby crying over Seb's order of service. Yeah. So this is this is okay this week. It felt like it picked up the pace in the second half. I was disappointed on, I think, Monday and Tuesday's episode that it didn't feel like very much time was being given to this or... Oh, the fact that we didn't have a funeral, and I guess it was, you know, more COVID-related reasons, but it felt really weird to the, for them to have been building up to this funeral only for them to, to not show it at all. Did you, but the thing did is you they, think that? The thing is, they had enough surrounding it that I think it would have been a bit superfluous at the end of the day. I mean, they could have they could have had Corey turning up at the funeral, couldn't they? Rather than just loitering around on the street, I suppose. It's a COVID thing. But, there, there's but no I am way getting that... bored of saying that now. I feel as though the time has come where 
you you either have worked your way around it or the the restrictions have lifted enough for you to be able to yeah i don't, I don't know when they're going to go back to normal no but what i'm saying is as an excuse it's beginning to wear thin on me mm. to say oh because of covid we couldn't do this because of covid we couldn't do that they've done lots of other things perfectly well mm. i i also thought that this story as well as being a bit slow on monday was a bit predictable because it felt very obvious that Nina was going to be allowed to go along to the funeral, that Abby would end up seeing the error of her ways and invite her along. So everything that was happening on Monday leading up to that was a bit like, oh, I know that, let's let's see where, where the drama goes. And then, yeah, I was, just, I, was just, I was just a bit disappointed that nothing happened with Abby in the bottle. Not that I wanted to, to turn into a murderer again or something, but... Well, it just feels a bit like if you're going to have... A week of episodes after nine o'clock and you're going to have a woman with a bottle who's stalking the man who's killed her son. Asha was able to At talk her down from it very, very quickly. Should we, like, scratch him up a bit? Yeah, there was just nothing. I wondered whether there would be, like... Um, or some, throw it. Some kind of whodunit about... You know, because we we've got all these people now that want Corey dead. I and know. he was going to be found... Even when he fell down the stairs... They, that could have been a whodunit. If you had it looks like he's going to be fine now. If you had rewritten that story and, and for the maximum amount of drama in that moment, what would have happened was Corey would have woken up, looked at Asha. Asha would be standing there with her phone going, Dorp! Then you cut to Abby and Nina going, something's wrong. She's, take, she's, she's taking a long time. I'm worried about her. We should go and check on her. Going up the stairs, open the door, see... Corey advancing on on Asha. Next you cut, Corey's at the bottom of the stairs. The three women are there and they're all looking at each other and then one of them says, we, we can't tell anyone what's happened. Yeah, that might have been better than and just to leave the viewers to guess. But as it was... And you don't know. They say ambiguous things like, well, if you mm. hadn't have done that or, well, it wasn't my fault. Oh, we, oh, it wasn't your fault. They still could have said, should we phone the police? No, we can't. We'll get in trouble. And then you could have had the, culp- you know, the whole, it's a bit of a trope as well, but the the layers of culpability, like you've got the one who pushed him. You've got the one who decided not to call the ambulance. You've got, you know, whose fault is it that, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But they, it just felt another, this whole week felt like a series of missed opportunities. Mm. And is if... It- you know the the lead villain in a in a story ending up at the bottom of the stairs, and next thing you know he's being questioned by the police with his dad next to him. Doesn't feel like the most dramatic way to move that story on from that point. Well, also, like, well, I oh, still don't fine. know whether the police have actually got anything on Corey now. Yes, they found his um, clothes in the River Airwell. Well, I assume. did they? Um, and he and he said, but he he's just said, them. well, yeah, I was there. I've already told you that no, I was but he there. Lied. He lied because he said he wasn't there. I thought he said he was there. No, he said he wasn't there. He said it was um, Kelly that did everything. No, but he he had said he was trying to pull Kelly off of her. No, Kelly said him. that he was. She was trying to pull. No, I think that he I said that as well. I mean, so I though, I don't think that what he admitted today that yes I was there was anything different than what he said remember. before. It's a bit. It's a bit of a bitty story at this point. And the and the other thing is, would you really? Would would that would this not get thrown out of court because you shouldn't have had Asher shouldn't have had his phone? I don't know. I don't know what's. What well, there's a, in, I know this is the most annoying thing about the internet is that I know far too, far more about the American legal system than ours, which is to say, not very much, but more than nothing. Hmm. 
and it's called the fruit of the poison tree i think which is where any evidence that comes from something illegal is unusable yeah i don't know i don't know but they've, they've got the you know the cctv footage and everything but they now, wouldn't have looked for that if they had not have been led in that direction mm. by the illegal but i don't know i don't know if whether it counts if somebody else tells you no i don't know because then you could never get a criminal to inform on another criminal because you'd be like, oh, but you're naughty, so what you say doesn't count. What did you think about um, Abby helping Nina out with the drugging? Because I, I was a little bit disappointed that she was, was she was helping a young girl to... Yeah, I was disappointed that Abby didn't say, this is a stupid plan. You don't need drugs. You don't need drugs to steal a man's phone. I get that she's a grieving mum and... You know, it's probably easier for it her to get just, hold of drugs and that's her. It just felt like a way of finagling a scene where, for a moment, everyone thinks that Abby's back on the gear. Yeah, which ties in with everything else we've been saying did, this week about just yeah. being like, oh, it's... But it did it did rope Nina into going, oh, what's Abby doing? Standing around looking suspicious, like she's just got drugs off somebody. But again, I don't know why she couldn't have just gone up and go, Abby, you look sad. Let's have a chat. And Abby goes, shut up. I'm trying to wait for her. Nina, um, Asha, to steal Corey's phone. Was Nina even... Like, literally, how many times has Corey been goofily sitting there, like the world's most irritating son of a bee, playing on his game, completely oblivious to everything that's going on around him? Could she not have just taken it? Like, literally, his phone's on the, on the sofa next to him. Sit on the phone. Wait for him to forget that his phone was there. Slowly work your ass cheek up, pull the phone out, shove it in your pocket, go to the loo and look at it there. Yeah. And then he goes, well, where's my phone? And you help him look and then you go, oh, look, I found it down the side of the sofa. How would she have got into it without his face? I think that was the, that was the key. But But again, they've shown on the Sharon story that you don't need to worry about that if you you don't don't want to. You don't need to. If that was something they wrote in Mm. and the way that she unlocked his phone is impossible to do in real life anyway <laughs> oh but you did nina need to be there in the flat could it have made any would it have made any difference if it had just been abby coming to the rescue as per normal how have they got away with him falling like has he not said that they because he actually nobody pushed him he fell himself yeah so so what was really what's the point then it would have made sense if they'd all been in there and been accused of something i can't remember I mean, whether he cool, said Oh, he word me. against theirs. Mm. I think he might have said they pushed me, but I can't remember now. No, I didn't. Mm. Um, yeah, this fell f- bit flat, just like Corridor's face. <laughs> just a little bit. There were there were moments of excitement, but anyway, moving. I, w- on. I was ho- I was hoping for more, and and I said in last week's podcast, I think I only know one thing about this week's episodes and what that was was I'd seen a picture of Corey flat on his face so weren't you disappointed then with how it ended up because that implies to me some kind of like who killed yeah, Corey or I thought that, I thought Corey's that there dead. was going to be that I was disappointed that the only picture I'd seen from this week was on Friday's episode as well so uh, throughout the week I was thinking he's going to, to he's going to end up flat on his face but it was done in not a particularly exciting way when it did happen did it oh well um, and finally then... so That's we... the that's the motto of this week. What? Oh, well. Oh, well, well we finally, we've got this, this other story, the Carla and uh, Sarah story. Oh, this is what you said to me. What? Um, was it yesterday? We were talking about important life things and we'd had a heart-to-heart 
And then you suddenly said, after there was a bit of a pause, and then you suddenly said, you know what the thing I'm really, really worried and getting worried and anxious about? And I was like, what? You said that Friday's episode is going to end up with Carlo and Peter having some kind of thing to do with his liver. And I was like, oh, well, I'm glad that's all you're worried about. Well, it's just this story. Do you remember saying that? Yeah, I do. This story just (laughs) felt like there was a couple of scenes each episode and it was absolutely not needed. It came across as massive filler. What they should have done is not had any of this and just given a little bit more time to the um, Seb story at the beginning of the week, maybe a little bit more time to the Johnny and Jenny story at the end of the week. I didn't need to see the capers of Carla and Sarah going around reclaiming knickers that hadn't been paid Again, this could have been quite funny, but it wasn't. They tried to make it funny desperately with that comedy security guard, didn't they, on... um, yesterday tell episode. me more michael well carla notices that adam's not gone to the trans uh, transplant place on monday because he's supposed to be having his tests done and he's been talked out of it by sarah <laughs> you imagine you go and they're like what's his name mr barlow yes mr barlow i'm afraid you failed the test what do you mean you don't actually have a liver. <laughs> We've never seen this before. You you actually, we can't legally let you leave the hospital. We don't know how you're alive. Well, Monday's episode is all about Adam being convinced by Sarah that he really shouldn't do this, which he's kind of glad about. She says, look, this, this is really risky. You can't just do this because you feel guilty about sleeping with Carla. I don't want you to give any of your liver up. Thank you very much. And meanwhile... Yeah, it's like, it's kind of a bit of like a like a Greek tragedy. The idea that you have to give up a piece of your liver to the to the scorned <laughs> lover's spouse. Um, so so he just decides to pull out, and he wants to tell Peter and Sarah's. Look, maybe it's better if Carla tells um, that this comes from Carla. Carla, who meanwhile was trying to get hold of Lucas because they gave all those knickers a couple of weeks ago, whenever it was, and Carla said. Week. Was it? And Carla says, oh, he'll, he'll pay for it. We Sarah trust says him. Sarah says he needs to pay before. But he hasn't paid. This is weird. So um, they have a little dash off together, Carla and Sarah do, on Wednesdays to find Lucas. Anyone who goes to Devon on holiday can be a bad person. <laughs> um, so all, all we see on Wednesday is them get into this place and then Carla noticing the boxes of knickers inside. Yeah, so this, basically, this Lucas has stolen the goods. He hasn't paid for them. He's put them in a in a storage facility with a nice big window so that you can see that he's stolen them and stored them there. Yeah, so she crowbars herself inside and then we're, we're, we're left waiting until Thursday to what find will happen? The, the resolution of that cliffhanger. They they Not do much, this hilarious really. socially distanced stealing of the of the boxes. You go now. I'll go. Where they go dance around like there's a big like central pallet in the middle next to the van, and they kind of re- revolve around it, to me, taking to you. taking boxes to and from the van. Yeah, uh, but then the security guard comes along, and that was do, 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 do. pants I'm a security guard. Okay, even they had him singing along to something, didn't they? It was just oh, it was inappropriately. It's the kind of guy who's like funny. Do, 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 do. What? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I heard a noise. Oh, it's my phone. Adam, meanwhile, is telling Peter that you can't have any of his liver, actually. Sorry about that. And Peter's like, oh, well, he, he kind of takes it relatively well. You can see he's disappointed by the news, but he doesn't go off on one. The thing is... far too much drama for this week. Before this, he was on the transplant list and he got a liver straight away. Yeah. You don't... It's, it's nice if somebody gives you the liver... But at the same time, it's also possible that somebody could get pushed down the stairs and die. Yeah. <laughs> Corey. And give the liver to you. Exactly, exactly. 
So um, it's like it's not his only shot in in at, at life, is it? Adam's liver. No. Peter phones up Carla and tells her about this. Carla's mad at Sarah that she. Well, hasn't they're told in the middle her. of a heist. Well, no, they just finished their heist. They're back on the street. This is when the policeman comes up to them and and, well, and he asked them about whether he see, they've seen anything suspicious recently or heard anything or heard anything suspicious. They're like, asking about the gun the and Carla time. and Sarah's like, no, um, nothing suspicious. No, going Carla on goes, we've here. been here the whole time, and the policeman says, you didn't hear the gunshot then, and Car- and Sarah's like. I'm like, actually, we were, like, listening to Lady Gaga really loudly. Because, like, <laughs> um, she's really, like, I don't know if you've heard of her, but she's quite famous. And, like, we were listening to quite loud. And my favourite one from Lady Gaga, I don't know if it's been released officially, but it's the one that's got gunshots in the soundtrack. So it's like, she goes, la, la, bang, bang, like that. And so maybe we just got confused. Well, it was like, the I'm not even man. listening to you. I'm going, you're... Yeah. Potty. Um, so this builds up then to a massive argument that plays out on today's episode between Carla and Sarah, which I did think was actually quite good. Um, it's just that they no <laughs> hold bars ranting at each other. I lo- the best fights have a musical interlude, which this one did. Did it? What should we do with the drunken sailor? Oh yeah, who cares? She says. So Sarah calls Peter a middle-aged drunk who's been clinging on to the bar for years. What? This is the first time that anyone said that line about Peter. Oh, I'm sure it's not. Uh, She she says, Peter's only going to ruin whoever's liver he ends up getting anyway, so there's no way that it should be Adam's. He's not going to treat it properly. You just assume, Carla, that you can snap your fingers and everyone's going to be queuing up, waiting, you know, at the liver transplant unit to palm off their livers onto Peter. Well, sorry, life doesn't work like that. Uh, And then Carla starts... Um, well, no, she says quite a lot of other stuff. Mm? Like, I need to think about my husband. Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, Carla says, um, look, it's not going to be on you. I, I know, it's not going to be on you if Peter dies. And so Sarah's like, I know it's not going to be my fault if Peter dies. It's Peter's fault completely. He's brought this on himself. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, and I will not regret helping Adam to come to the decision that he shouldn't be giving off bits of his liver. And Carla's like, well, I'm not going to regret sleeping with Adam. And then the, kind of the tables turn a little bit and the ball's in Carla's court when she's telling Sarah about how Adam was um, so passionate with her and he was saying, oh, I'm not really that in love with Sarah, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Sarah fires back and says, well, you know what? Peter was mad to leave Leanne. And then when he got with you, he ended up... Um, copping off with this barmaid half his age, um, Tina. Um, and, um, yeah, and then that's when we got the drunken sailor lines. They have a jolly good argument there. I enjoyed that, but then it didn't really... I think there was maybe one other scene in tonight's episode with that, which is um, Sarah debriefing Adam about it. Um, and he's just... And they're just both glad that he's not going to be giving his liver to Peter. Mean. But I kind of think that he probably still will. No, I mean, I don't want to stir the pot here, but there's nothing that I know of that means that Sarah and Carla can't go and have a test to see if they can donate their livers. Oh, yeah. I mean, I assume Carla can't because of her, you know... She's, she's got, got three kidneys. She's she got can a spare bit going a bit on liver. inside there. I she's got three kidneys. She can't give her liver away. We Sarah have... could. I, I think, I, I I do think, think that I think they Daniel's, generally... I think Daniel's not going to be a match. So Adam's going to be made to feel a bit guilt more guilty. What do you think is going to happen? I don't know. What did you think of this story? Boring. Where's Lucas? What's going on? Why is Lucas? Why is Lucas suddenly turned into a villain? Maybe he's passed out dead on the factory floor somewhere. I know. Nobody's maybe noticed. he's maybe he's got a liver that's just yeah ripe for the taking, ripe for the harvesting. Maybe he's in the bistro. Like he's he's amelone himself. Maybe and the and the 
the doctor would be like, well, fantastic, it's already frozen. I don't know. The, the, this whole story seems very, I don't get very superfluous. Lucas did really not seem like he was in this programme for like some kind of weird long con, con where he seduces the factory owner to steal knickers that he then stores in a really easy to break into place with a window. Mm. Like, why is he stealing it? It's going to be something going on. He's always going to be like... I don't think he is. I think it's going to be some like kind of misunderstanding. misunderstanding. Oh, I, I, I thought I sent you a cheque. And she'll be like, you didn't. Mm. Oh, I didn't that answer my phone then. because my phone was unplugged. Oh, gosh, now I feel stupid for breaking into your place and <laughs> stealing everything. So... I mean, it, kind of, it kind of, like, um, escalated far beyond any reasonable... Uh, person didn't it when she broke into his factory but that that was kind of this week to a t really things escalating and then escalating quite quickly yeah it it was an okay week if it hadn't been if it hadn't been the post-water shed week i think i'd have got to the end of this going oh that that was all right actually there's some quite exciting bits that happened in there some bits where i was thinking oh what's going to happen here some nice cliffhangers um but yeah i'm at the end of it i'm just left feeling a bit like a bit underwhelmed Coronation Streets, um, was this week called? What? What's this week supposed to be? Masked Dancer? No, what's the thing supposed to be? What's what thing supposed what's to be? What's it normally? Britain's Got Talent. Right, Corey's Britain's Got Talent Week, supposed to be, after nine o'clock, let's remember. Doesn't make any The difference. equivalent of like Peter Barlow driving up in a Ferrari, smoking a cigarette with a bottle of whiskey and sunglasses, shooting a gun in the air, going, get in, bitches, we're going for a ride. And what instead we got was Corey on a tricycle with his safety helmet on, going, don't go too fast. And then (laughs) bumping into the curb and going, fell over, fell over. And then along comes Jamie and goes, football. That's what it felt like. And And then Sharon shoots Jenny in the bum and we go, that was quite good. I, yeah, I just, I, I, I don't think I've got anything more to say. It was fine. I'm, I'm going to give it um, three and a half this week because it was, it was an okay week. I'm going to give it three and a half gay mouse traps, which is a little, <laughs> a little joke that me and you have between each other because there was a line. We that weren't we the only one that heard Gary. that. We weren't. We have heard other people have said this to us because Gary. There was a bit where Gary says, "Do you remember that game mouse trap?" But it sounded like he, he said, said, "Do you remember, do you remember that, that gay mouse, mouse trap?" And I don't know whether that's it's the mouse month. trap is gay or whether it's a mouse trap that just traps gay mice. I'm intrigued. Wow, what what an interesting conundrum. Mm. So far, fine, fine week. Uh, but this also, it was... loses points for not having Jenny and Johnny reunite and said uh, and <laughs> say we will never argue ever again. So I'm still yeah, still a bit gutted about that. Um, uh, what you this week it? was the victim of hype, and what's the word? Prejudice. What what's the different word? What do I mean? Um, expectation. Yeah, it had a weight of expectation on it, and Coronation Street knew that people were expecting something from this week. I know that the masked dancer is considerably worse than Brin's Got Talent, but that doesn't mean that the show needs to be <laughs> to to compensate. I I like some like I said, there were some really great bits and it's really disappointing that there was so much rubbish because, you know, we had some great scenes. Nina Nina and um N- Nina and Abby and all the some really fantastically well realised lines and, and some great performances uh, i think like, Sa- Tini- sal Tini- and uh yeah sal and richard were fantastic yeah tanisha gory 
as Asha trying to hold in her tears by puffing her cheeks out. I just really like that. That felt really like Tanisha was really crying. And um, I loved I loved that because it's not like a normal crying reaction that we normally see people do. Mm. So And it's good because not everybody cries the way that they the actors and actresses do on TV. Um, I really like... I still really liked Sharon going, have it. I liked... I kind of like the drama of Gary slumping down the, the wall. But, you know, it's the, sa- the same thing... I just, when he sprung up again straight after... This is what I'm like, just about to say. Yeah. If somebody brings you a pie with a really nice decorative top, you're going to assume that they've put as much effort into the filling as they did to the crust. And then when you cut into it and there's nothing in there, you ha- you do have the right to say, this pie is not as good as I thought it was going to be. I do like a nice crust on a pie, though. I wouldn't be too disappointed. I never eat the crust. I know. I- I'll let you eat Philistine. the crust. Yeah, Philistine. <laughs> crust's the best bit. Do you mean Philistine? <laughs> that's what I thought you were making no. a pun about. Oh, let's say I was. <laughs> um, so I can't really give this week very high at all. What are you going to give it then? I think I might have to give it two biscuit synonyms. Two? Because there's only two and it's cookie and dunker. Oh, it wasn't a two. I d- I'm, I'm really down on this week. Oh. I'm feeling it, negative in general about it, life. So. It was, um, it, it had missed potential for sure. And, and I think if you stack it up against the other weeks, and, and we've just been talking about them for the latest Patreon episode, haven't we? Yeah. If you like put this up against, you know, Victoria Court Fire or whatever, it, it doesn't feel quite as big. Again, I'm going to do another really clumsy analogy. Somebody says, oh, I'm going to bring you a delicious fillet steak. And then they give you a burger... It could be the best burger in the world, but if you're expecting a steak, you're going to be disappointed. Mm. So, two. Oh, okay. Um, any character of the week ideas? I Difficult, isn't it? Because some, there were some really great performances. I Also, one thing I didn't say was the bit where Jenny and Johnny are having their final argument and then Jenny shouts at Johnny and he walks out and then she kind of like goes... <laughs> like she, like her, you yeah. know, has a little emotional outburst yeah great everyone was great this week apart from the security guard but to be honest he was special in his own unique in a, in a way that only a, like a really over involved extra can be on coronation street yeah when we used to watch tv burp harry hill would always do this segment called stars of tomorrow today where he would kind of poke gentle fun <laughs> at um at people that were extras who were a bit too over enthusiastic or people that were really bad yeah and i think the security like guard falls into the um i'm gonna i've only got a small bit in this program but i'm gonna make it my own <laughs> so um i mean so he could have been on britain's got talent I'm, I'm 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 being distracted from thinking who my character of the week is and i don't know whether i mean abby nina jenny ronnie it's tough isn't it daisy it's, it's not gonna be those Corey. two is it it's not gonna be those um, Beardo. No, Gary, nobody's Sam. nobody's mega stop it. Nobody's really jumping out at me. I'm thinking, maybe Asha for you know, have she she was going through some real tough times this week and uh, she she had to put up that pretense. I really can't over over. I mean, I I keep bringing it up, but I really cannot over compliment her her acting where she that was, was losing great. It. She she was. In the More right, I would hard. say, about phoning the police, uh, the, the ambulance, sorry, when Corey was down the stairs. She was a bit silly when she didn't go to another room to look at his phone. I'm going to go for, I'm going to go for Asher for character of the week. But I'm not feeling passionate oh. about it. 
you're not you're not picking Jenny because you're mad that she's broken up with Johnny because I think she deserves it because not very many there weren't very many stunts this week but you can't deny that falling face first into the cobbles is a stunt it is it is being shot in the bum and then she just got right back to the action again afterwards didn't she yep I'm gonna give it to Jenny because um, fair enough she is a trooper and um, (laughs) she's a trooper she's a trooper I just wish and that she fought she a, bit, a bit harder for her marriage. Provided one of the most hilarious gifts of the year so far. Fine. Okay. You you have to have character of the week for that, surely. <laughs> so are you looking kind of looking forward to Corrie next week? Has this spurred you on? Because sometimes the best bits about the Britain's Got Talent week is that there's some kind of hook that's like, aha, it's not over yet. Like when we've had, say, um, you know, Lewis Archer appear in the final scene of A Britain's Got Talent Week. Or, but nothing or happened at the end but of this one. There wasn't, was there? It wasn't there? like, oh, who's this mysterious stranger? Or, no. oh, I found this piece of evidence. Or the police going, hang on a minute, we found Rick Nealon and he's got Gary written on a piece of paper in his hand. Or the Bistiger Factory. Do you mean the Dunker place? <laughs> that's it. That, that Gary thing, honestly, that's... They, I wish they would resolve that. It feels like it's just ridiculously Tell you what would have been. long secret oh, no. now. And that, yeah, it's, it's losing... Uh, uh, this week could have been it. No, no. When, when he was there getting a gun pointed at him, I thought, oh, OK, maybe this week's all going to be about Gary, but it wasn't. It was just about him getting back together with Maria as a little mini side story. But they're boring together. Do you know what would have been the best twist of the week what? to end this on? Not really, Ginger. No. Sharon drives away in the van. She gets to the river... She's walking towards a shack. Inside is the person that she's going to meet up to explain how she's failed. She opens the door. There's a desk. There's a chair behind the desk. And the chair is facing away from her. And you hear somebody say, you took your time, Sharon. And she says, I'm really sorry. I tried my best. And the chair revolves. And it's Sam. (gasps) And he's been in on it. This whole time. Criminal genius. And it really was a bazooka in that telescope. <laughs> that did look like a bazooka, had. didn't it, that he was having? Do it, do if th- anyone could be a child genius in charge of a gang of drugs and criminals, it would be Sam. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be long before we see Sharon again? How long do you reckon? Next week? A couple of weeks, tops. Three weeks' time? Round to vote for the filming block to come back again? I don't know. I don't really know how it's going to end What's going to happen? Like, she, she should just stay away forever now. She's kind of got away with there, it. There's no real reason why she should return to the scene of the crime. No. What's she going to do? Say, sorry, Rita? Yeah. I mean, the, the the cat's out the bag now, isn't it? A little bit. She's going to have to work really, really work on being actually subtle. And also, the, the whole thing with, like, Sharon is working with Harvey, who's the drug dealer, and that's the reason why, you know... Um, Leanne and Nick have been in hiding this whole time. It feels like everyone would be talking about this. And the fact that Rita's, like, foster daughter is, like, a secret drugs lord and Jenny was being blackmailed and got shot with a taser in the middle of the street. That was just, oh, that was Tuesday. You know what I mean? Why is not more being made of this? Yeah. It just kind of cut away to something completely different. Well, it was all... Yeah. And then and then the whole thing just became a complication of Carla and Sarah's storyline, where it's like, oh, the police are everywhere. I wonder what's going on here. Well, actually, there was a really interesting storyline earlier in the week that kind of went to nothing, so we could cut to you nicking pants off an old man. <laughs> and then right. arguing about a liver. I feel that we have run out of steam for this. Mm. Let's hope that... <laughs> let's hope that... 
it is a bit better next week. But we'll have lowered expectations, won't we? Because it's not... I always enjoy things more when I'm not expecting anything of them, unfortunately. I'm that kind of person. Yeah, so I mean, uh, I'm not exactly gagging to watch Monday's episodes. So maybe they'll be, well, maybe we'll enjoy them. Tell you what the best thing to do would be. What? Put them all on at once. So get them all over on Monday. Right, I think that's um, a nice little segue segue Mm. into the cabin, which um, I've got a feeling it might be a long one this week. So Mm. uh, let's, let's get on to the cabin. Time for the news. Oh, the news made us mad this week, everybody. We, like, got proper knocked about this. But at least we were a little bit pre-warned because it happened to EastEnders first. What are we talking about, Gemma? Well, when it happened to EastEnders, we were like, oh, my God, well, I'm glad they're not doing it for Coronation Street. What is it? What is it? (sighs) There's football coming up, everybody. And you know what Coronation Street... Football ruins... Coronation Street every year. I don't understand this. Football, football. Why just? Oh man. I don't know. Is it every year or is it every other year? I don't even know. Because it goes like the World Cups every four years and the Euros every four years. Because every year there's football on, and every year they move Coronation Street at some point. Doesn't matter what the tournament is or what they're playing it for. And all the football fans say, "Well, you have Coronation Street for the rest of the year." And I say, well, yeah, we're used to it. This is our habit now. And now you've changed it. And I can't, I don't deal with change well. And this year no, they have it. changed it even more. So what we, when did the news break for EastEnders, was it? Was Hang it on, mon- we haven't even said. So okay. what they're doing okay. is they are going to load the week's worth of episodes onto ITV Hub on Mondays, like at some point. I, I don't remember whether a time... I thought I read it at six o'clock in the morning. EastEnders are doing the same oh. for their uh, iPlayer at six o'clock in the morning on so Monday. So ITV but Hub I haven't seen, and iPlayer I mean, I haven't looked that hard. are but... the streaming apps for ITV and, and the BBC. Yeah. So on Monday, the BBC so... announced that they would be doing this for EastEnders um, starting two weeks' time, I think, for three weeks. So... Um, this is during the Euros. During the Euro footballs, um, which is... Um, we, and when we saw this news, we thought, well, at least it's not happening to Coronation Street. <laughs> and then the next day, it turned out they are doing it to Coronation Street and Emmerdale. So basically... Which really makes me wonder, was this the plan all along? Or did they panic and say, oh, God. I'd love to know that. I can't... I, the, the logic here makes no sense to me. And And the other thing is, if they didn't... If they didn't scramble and copy EastEnders, how did they both come to this decision separately? I don't know how much they have. No, it's not. It seems. I wonder how much they do. You know, talk to each other. I mean, we 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 paint them as bitter rivals. Some of them are colleagues. Like quite a lot of people on all these soaps have worked with each other at different points in their lives. I mean, Kate Kate Oates is in charge of EastEnders at the moment, isn't she? Yeah, she used to be the producer of Coronation Street. Yeah. So basically, in two weeks' time, so starting June the 14th, that's when everything's going to start kicking off. And that's Literally. football. Um, so June the 14th, in the morning, I guess, if you're in the UK, you'll be able to watch the whole of that week's Coronation Street episodes straight away. And that's you done for the week until next Monday when the next set of episodes get uploaded. However, you can still watch it at its normal times. Well, it's going to be on in the evenings, but not at normal times because of the football. So, for example, that week, there's going to be an hour-long episode on Monday evening at nine o'clock and another hour-long episode on Thursday at nine o'clock. And that's only, that's your lot for the week. So we've got two hours worth of Corrie for that week. I don't know about the future schedules because they haven't been released yet. Um, 
And also, the yeah. other thing that's irritating about this, in case you didn't know, I don't like this, it's a good idea. Um, the ITV hub is a pain in the bum and it's chocked full of adverts to a point at which it's basically unwatchable. It You have to sit through like two, three minutes of adverts sometimes. And the only way to get rid of it is to pay them money, which is probably why they're doing this. It, so we're going to have to pay. Otherwise, we're going to sit there for hours watching bloody adverts, the same adverts over and over again. Let's let's look at this from both sides, no. because some people think this is a good thing. Many people think this is a good thing and other people don't really mind. And other people like us think it's a massive payment in the bum. So if I'm thinking about the viewers just if i separate the viewers to us as running a coronation street podcast because hopefully on, you'll on. appreciate we're in a slightly different position than you what do you not want to do ian mcleod's like well, this is why oh I'll, I'll i'll read out the ian mcleod quote if you like yeah he says there are loads of key rivalries across the cobbles this summer and i think it'll be like following your favorite team there'll be Football. times when they let you down make mistakes and maybe score a few own goals Football. but you'll be back but you'll back them till the end and woe betide anyone else who criticizes them Football. given how exciting the stories are it's great that fans will have the chance to binge watch all the episodes on ITV hub at the start of each week as with football, football. sometimes when it's an exciting face off you really want extra time football. so well then, done, that Ian. statement written by james bailey there Football. Um, right. So far be it from me to ever ever criticise anybody for what they like, and I don't ever want to do that. And I know sometimes I get dangerously close. I understand why people enjoy football. I don't. Um, I find it irritating when it when it affects me. Um, but I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah, I don't. I don't want anyone to feel like I'm just moaning about football because I don't care what other people watch it's just when it has to be on right you in the middle of something you just go kicking around whatever you like as do long as it's like. not the local goth do what you like watch what you like enjoy what you like certainly as somebody who watches a soap i'm in a position to lecture other people about how to spend their time watching television <laughs> um you know all these all the it is really interesting because coronation street is on every single week um it is at the mercy of the schedules more than any other show is. Yeah. Like, they never go, oh, yeah, the news at 10. Yeah, we're moving that to the news at 10 past 10. We're going to change the name of the show. The news at 10 past 10. Are you all right with that? Mm. They don't do that, do they? The news is always on when the news is supposed to be on, right? I Surely. don't know. I don't watch the I news. don't know. No, I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the, when, when we have got Britain's Got Talent Week, we have to watch Coronation Street at 9 o'clock for no apparent reason, because I don't know why it was on 9 o'clock this week. When this football's on, they, like, fanny around with it and put it hide it all over the place the show just so annoying let's let's calm down look at I the can't. pros and cons I of this i know you're really mad about this well tell you what why don't i be on the side of let me play devil's advocate to you right i'm gonna beat you up and i'm gonna tell you that maybe for some viewers this is fantastic because they get to choose when they want to watch and they're not beholden to a particular time they don't have to tune in at 7 30 and 8 33 days a week you don't if have they to do can that if anyway. they want to but you don't have to do that anyway i know they can if they want to or they might be so so excited to watch this week's coronation street as ian mcleod said that they can watch it all on all at once on I'll Monday. I'll tell you one thing. And that's... And, listen, and, and, I just want to say. Listen, one thing that they can do that you can't do is watch it instead of the football. This is the first year you've ever been able to watch Coronation Street instead of the football. While the football's on. Yeah. You can just stick so, two fingers up what? to that. Guess what we're watching. <laughs> but that's you can it. only do it for two hours in that first week. So... 
I mean, lots of people are wanting to binge watch things these days. The, the Netflix culture and everything. This, this is how the modern man consumes TV, isn't it? What about it? women? What and, do they do? and women and other persuasions. So it's, it's good. More choice is good, some might say. And also, you, you could say, well, it's good that Corey isn't delayed to football. And again, some people are saying, fantastic, I'm fed up of whenever it's football season, Coronation Street being shoved around the schedules like a... Football. I'm trying to make some sort of like a football get shoved around the pitch by people's feet. Don't touch it. And now I don't have to worry about that because I can just choose to watch it whenever I want. So I think that people may say that that's good for them. And I think that some people are saying, yes, Michael and Gemma, that's great. Why are you moaning? Why are you always moaning about stuff, Michael and Gemma? I happen to think, though, that... This is a bad move. It's a bad move for viewers for many reasons as well. Can I just say, Coronation Street and, and other soaps have a big advantage, and they probably don't think it's an advantage. They probably see this as a negative, but it isn't. It's an inherently unbingeable show. You cannot binge watch Coronation Street... Because it's not the, it's not how it works. It's like binge watching the news. You can't do it. It's an ongoing thing. Um, you can't. You can save it up and watch it in one go. Yeah, that's that's not the same thing as what the, what they're trying to do here, which is to binge it. You can't binging it in like instalments. It's just such a silly idea. It's the strength of Coronation Street that it's a TV event. Like soaps are the only things where. Well, there are very few things left in, in on television where it's an event TV that you all watch together. Yeah, as, I mean, like a, we had, we had it with, with Line of Duty, say, a few weeks Line ago, Line of Duty didn't is we? a good example for the UK. Game of Thrones is another one. And the same pitfalls that you you watch, the same pitfalls that you would get for watching those things are going to come up with Coronation Street. So if you didn't watch Game of Thrones when the finale was on, you would have gone on the internet after it had finished, and would have seen everybody telling you what had just happened and you would have been spoiled by it. And how awful it was. With Coronation Street, you don't need to worry about seeing spoilers if you watch it live because you're all wait- everybody's watching it at the same time. Nobody gets to see it in advance, not, not even um, soap journalists, unless they go to an event where it gets screened. Well, I don't know whether screeners get sent to more important people than us. I don't think they do. I, I, I'd, I'd love well, to be able to anyway. it's irrelevant. look into that for this. It's irrelevant. Yeah, Coronation Street is proper water cooler telly, isn't it? And it's a it's, real, it's a shared experience. Yes. Not not just around the water cooler at work the next day, but more and more online now. And one of the reasons why we try so hard to watch it as it's on is so that we can like live tweet along, see what everyone else is saying. And that's going to be, is it going to be gone? I don't know, because no, it is, social will media be will still be, you know, buzzing away about Coronation Street when it is on TV. But surely, surely... Not anywhere near as much. The people that are invested enough in Coronation Street to want to tweet about it while it's on are the people who are going to watch it as soon as they can when it's loaded on on social media, onto the hub. Yeah. So they're, they're the big core fans and they're, they're going to be watching it at different times on a Monday, Tuesday or whenever. They're going to tweet it at different times. You're not going to be able to avoid seeing a spoiler unless you watch it as soon as you possibly can. That's Are the you going thing to have to avoid about, Twitter and, and Facebook until you've watched it? Is it going to dampen the response of what of, of things of of people reacting to Coronation Street because people are actively going to avoid looking at those things? Yeah, like I'm thinking at the moment. Say, say they do drop it at six in the morning. 
and, and, and I don't we, we talk a bit later what it's going to mean for the podcast but from that point onwards until we sit down and watch the episodes we're not going to be able to look on Twitter we're not going to be able to go on you know Facebook we're not going to go and able to go anywhere where these spoilers may well be posted which gives kind of pressure in a way to watch them as soon as possible so or I, and people don't say... want to be pressured to watching it and we love we love Coronation Street but we we don't want Some to feel that have... you've got to watch it now or else but some people don't care about spoilers, so they'll be like, well, I'm not bothered if I see what's going to happen. Because lots of people, especially if you live in a different country that shows Coronation Street at different times to the UK, you're probably used to seeing things you don't, you don't want to see. But, you know, it's taking away a choice. That I was... wonder whether people will see reactions to online early access things, and if people think that's not that good, they'll say, oh, I was going to watch it later in the week, Might but bother. actually maybe I won't even bother now. I don't know. Um, I, I also... I don't, I don't like the idea, and I don't know whether other people are the same, if you're a big fan of something, that lots of people will have seen it before you. And there's no way, whatever happens, that we are going to be able to watch it as soon as it comes on, unless, you know, they put it on in the evenings or something. And the, the idea that there's a huge chunk of Coronation Street fans that know what's happened and I don't, that makes me feel quite upset and cross and I know that might come across as feeling like really entitled really and everything it's, it's it's yeah it's like why, why do you get to see it why can't I see it and not 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 because you know I'm Michael but uh, yeah I've got a job um I I hate the idea and that's why like you know when we're going back to Game of Thrones and Lost as well some of that we would get up in the middle of the night and watch it yeah. wouldn't we because yeah, we want true, yeah. we don't want other people knowing what happened and we don't know it's more the fact that I didn't want to be spoiled than, than that that's a really odd thing to say but I don't, okay, I don't I'm sure fine. I'm not the it's only fine, one that thinks it's fine that. if you think that that never even occurred occurred to me to be honest no that really riles me up and it's and, and I know that feels really really like what <laughs> you're very uh, really you're, you're entitled a, um, of me funny duck but I, d- I don't like the idea that other people are n- know about it. I-, I I like discovering things together on the on the this times the where things come up experience. on Coronation Street that are m- maybe haven't been put in previews or whatever, and we all get to experience them together. Yeah, it's like oh, it's Sharon's just, just tased, tased Jenny. Yeah, yes, exactly. You you can see oh Sharon's tased Jenny, and then immediately what did I do? I went on to Twitter to see what people were saying. Yeah, and you won't be able to do that if they, if um, if they, if you know this carries on. And it, this is only for four weeks. I think it was three weeks for EastEnders. I don't think we made that clear at the beginning. And it's four weeks that it's happening for Coronation Street. But is this the start of something? This, is it a test? If I don't know. This is a know. test. They're saying it's not, but it makes me sad the way that you know ratings are going down for you know all this TV. This will not help. But, this will not help. Um, this is not going to help. The, the, ugh, this is such a stupid idea. I think that. The the binging of it might sound exciting if you're a massive, massive Cory fan, but I do think it, it might lead to some fatigue. If you're if it's a normal week and there's, you know, six episodes worth of episode uh, of Cory, you're gonna sit there for two and a half, three hours. You're not gonna be as excited by the end of that, you know, third hour as you were when you were first tuning in, are you? No. You start off going, yeah, I've got three hours of curry to watch in front of me. But we've all, we've done, we've come back from holiday and we've binged curry, and it's like by the end of it, it's like, Phew, okay, yeah. okay, here comes episode five, and, and and maybe other people aren't like that, but I'm sure some people are, and and I don't like the idea that this fatigue is being. And Built I don't, uh, yeah, and, and I don't want to say. I, I know it's not forced upon us because people could say, well, you don't have to do that, but it kind we of feels like we do. The um the pacing's going to be all wrong. They're not written unless they're going to write them specifically to be watched, but they wouldn't do that because they're they're going to be showing them also on TV at the yeah. at the appropriate time. So, yeah. 
Um, that's stupid. And stupid. There, there's also the fact, and um, nearly the end of the, this section of the morning, that once they got watched, they're watched. And the th- the thing that's nice about soap is it's something that you can dip into, at, you know, regular intervals throughout the week. Well, you don't have to wait a week until the next episode. Yeah. The longest we have to wait is Friday to Monday. There's the illusion that you're watching somebody's life as it happens. Yeah. Or the soap, and that's the that's been the idea since the very beginning of a soap, is that you watch the everyday lives of people unfold as time progresses. Yeah, when it's the 4th of June for me, it's the 4th of June for this Now, Coronation Street's well. played fast and loose with timings before where they said, you know, the wrong day or a, a, well, they an don't episode have has, now, do has they, been yeah. more than one day or, you know, yeah. it, that's certainly not, it's not the case that you're watching it um, the, on the, you know, you know what I'm saying. Mm. But, um, watching, watching a whole week's in one day, if you want to binge it, you know, and then you've got to wait, wait a whole week. Are you going to remember what happened? Mm. Um, the illusion, like I said, of of watching it as as it happens is gone. Just, just, yeah, I... it just what it seems to do to me is to take the unique elements of a soap and negate them in to in favour of a a way of watching TV that soaps should be resistant to. Because they're the only genre of of entertainment that can be. Mm. I'm sure you that see, it's I'm special sure that... to watch it all together. It's event TV that you that you can anticipate. You can you, as a group, you know, you can text your friends and say, "Oh God, have you just seen what happened to Jenny?" And when you yeah. know that's gonna go. Yeah. The, the idea of watching it as, as it as it progresses gone. The idea of having something to look forward to every day or whatever gone. I mean, especially, especially with with Emmerdale as well, because that literally is five days a week, isn't yeah. it, Emmerdale? And so that that's even more, you know, a part of daily life for so many viewers, millions of viewers. Um, and, and and putting the cynical side of me aside for one minute, I'm sure that Coronation Street execs or whoever it was that decided it, was it Ian McLeod? Probably not, I would say. It might be go up higher than that. I'm sure they had some viewers' intentions at heart, partly to think, well, come on, let's give them the choice and everything this will be good for them but it just it screams out to me that there's a lot more downsides than upsides there's uh, i can i cannot see the the benefit of preloading a week's worth on a, on one day of the week when we already have a facility to watch on the hub if you're that worried about it load it on the hub when it's on the tv because at the moment you have to wait until it's been on you can watch it live or you have to wait for it for it to be over to watch it on the hub. I mean, why can't they just put it on when it would normally be on That's the TV? That's what I'm literally just saying. Yeah, so put it on at 7.30 and 8. Instead of having to wait until um, 8 o'clock to watch the 7.30 or, one. Yeah, yeah. Or, which is what you have to do now. Yeah. So I, I, the benefit of it is is makes no sense to me. They are chucking away all of the things that make soap special and all of the benefits that they enjoy. That I don't know. Is this invisible benefits to them? Can they not see that Coronation Street and EastEnders benefits from being released and being unbingeable and being event television? Because if I was a producer of a, of a soap, this would be one of the things I'd be holding on to, going, oh, well, at least, you know... We've got this, got this special thing about soaps that nobody else can have. Mm. 
I mean, the, the the BBC guy, John Senners, I can't remember, has made it you know very public that they he wants to drive more and more people to iPlayer. Like, to him, iPlayer is the future. But I don't think that ITV has been quite so explicit uh, and, and blatant about in this. A, in a sense, I understand. Like, I'm, I'm also from an industry that technology is changing the way people consume media and perhaps some other... Like, because I work in magazines... Lots of magazines closed because they can't compete with the internet. But at the same time, there's something special about holding something in your hands and collecting something and caring about something and and picking it up and looking at it. And to me, the magazines are like that, the same way soaps are like television. Mm. Yes, it's disposable entertainment, but there's something unique about the way that it's consumed that cannot... makes it special and different from other television shows. Yeah, yeah. So if this is temporary, I mean, I can see is, them doing this. saying listen, it's temporary. I can see them doing this when, you know, say the Olympics are on or whatever. This would be a really handy backup for if they're panicking about losing viewers to having the timetables messed around with by other events. But preloading them all at the beginning of a week is a stupid idea. I can't see why, unless somebody's lazy and they can't be bothered to press a button every day. <laughs> What's the purpose of preloading it? It's the it's the it's the choice thing, isn't it? But it 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 doesn't it gives some people choice, but, but it is, makes though, other people but, feel like they have to watch it. But the thing is about it, time. it doesn't work because you've got a week's worth of it going up every every Monday. It's not like. You know, old Game of Thrones. We're not going to release it every week. We're just going to put all ten episodes on one uh, at once, like they do with Netflix. Yeah, you can't do it because it's never. It's not got an end. You, you, all you're doing is putting it all in one day, so people don't know. So people can watch it or not. Oh, it's just such a stupid idea. So what's it going to mean for the podcast then? But listen, I understand if people think this is a good idea. I'm not knocking anybody who wants to watch it all at once. What I'm saying is, I don't think it's healthy for the long-term survival of soaps. This is worrying me because I think the potential here is for them to do this, see some kind of uptick maybe on a short-lived scale and go, oh yeah, this is working for us. Mm. And then... Coronation Street and EastEnders lose those unique elements that are keep honestly keeping them alive in this modern era of of binging and box sets and all and you know television that costs a hundred million dollars for a series they can't compete with that no. they can compete with being event TV and being on and you know all the other things that I said that are unique about soaps that are being stripped away by having them be preloaded every week. Mm. I wonder why they don't just like put them on ITV2 or ITV3 or something because they've got these other channels. I can't understand this it's barmy and and like like I said if you I t- totally understand it makes sense from a perspective of some people are going to think this is great but what I'm saying is I'm worried that soaps are going to lose their unique edge and then they're going to lose their viewers people are going to be like oh yeah I forgot there's like f- five episodes of Coronation Street to watch sometimes it's like too much of a good thing you know mm. I, I don't necessarily the... want to sit down and go god I've got to watch five episodes of Coronation Street I wonder whether the people that think it's a great idea will still think it's a great idea when it's happened and vice versa will the people who think it's not a great idea when it actually happens go ah oh, you know what it's not so bad I'm very interested to, to see that but can we can we talk yeah, originally, when I heard this would happen, yeah. I was mad because I said, 
this is going to make it more difficult to do the podcast. Um, I don't like this idea. Um, it's it's really going to mess up everything for us. Um, and that's because I hate change and I fear change. <laughs> but now I've thought about it, it's actually more convenient for us than what it, than the way Coronation Street is now. How so? Because instead of having to watch, instead of having like three nights a week where I have to watch Coronation Street at a certain time and it takes, you know, an hour and a half because there's an hour, half an hour between each one. So I know for a fact that three nights a week I'm watching Coronation Street for at least an hour and a half in out of my evening. And then on Friday, the whole evening is gone with watching Coronation Street and then recording the podcast. Instead of doing that, I can watch everything on Monday and then record everything on Tuesday and then it's done for the rest of the week. Which is great because the other thing that's always been a bit of a problem with doing this podcast is that Friday evenings, I can never go anywhere. with. If people say, do you want to come out for... Do you want to go to cinema? Do you want to go for a meal? Do you want to go for a weekend away? I always have to go, no, I can't because I've got a secret thing I do. <laughs> and um, it's, you know, it's it does affect our social lives. Believe it or not, we have them. Well, I mean, so a free, now, free day, Friday we, night. Now we have the weekend. Like, we actually, I can go, yes, it's Friday, which is normally like, oh, well, oh it's Friday. Good. But God. as much as we, we like the podcast, you know, and not, not I, complaining about it, but it's it feel it, it can sometimes be like, oh, well, this is what we do. And, and you're right, it, so sometimes we've had to not be able to do other things. I mean, of one, course, I enjoy doing it. But even if you enjoy something, if you have to do it every week at a certain time, it's an obligation as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Well, one good thing um, coming up is that this is going to fall over my birthday weekend. And my birthday is a Friday this year in uh, in four weeks' time. And so rather than being able to... Rather than saying, right, well, we need to record the podcast on my birthday, now we'll be able to say we'll be able to go out for my birthday, which would be lovely. Yeah. Um, it also... I mean, you were saying about taking... Also, Friday's on my deadline day. So today yeah. I had a deadline. And it stresses me out... Um, because I find my, my my deadline's very stressful and then I have to also be worrying about getting the dinner ready in time so that we can watch Coronation Street, so that yeah, et cetera, the, et cetera. I mean, the, the, the dinner thing is another matter that the, 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 the Coronation Street um, affects. I don't it? know because how other people do on, this. On, on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays now, we have to, you know, we have to have, have our dinner ready well, so that we've eaten. No, well, Michael, for us. Michael's got this thing where he doesn't want to eat dinner while he's watching Corey. That's to to me, notes. the perfect thing is to sit down and, and I naturally always have dinner ready around half past seven. Because that's just when I finish work and start cooking dinner, it naturally isn't ready around half past seven, yeah. no matter how hard I try. It <laughs> doesn't make any difference. And you don't like it. And I just don't like it because out. I have to type I can't, notes. I can't cook while I'm watching Coronation Street, or I try to and you moan at me. So it can be ready at eight and then you can eat it in between Coronation Street. It just doesn't, yeah. doesn't ever really work because I don't very often cook pre-made things. I usually cook from scratch. So this will help be helpful because I can just cook whenever I like. Yeah. And it also means that we will have more freedom to record the bonus podcast each week as well. Because generally at the moment we've been doing that on Tuesday or Thursday because we just we pick a day that Coronation Street's not on. And now if we're going to rewatch and everything on Monday, it means that we've got, you know, six possible days to record the bonus podcast in a week, um, which is better. But... I still think that podcast wise it's gonna it's gonna make lots of other things more difficult. For example, we've got the quandary about when do we actually release these episodes? Do we release them, you know, if we if say we're going to 
watch all the episodes on Monday night, record the podcast on Tuesday. Do we then record the pod, uh, release the podcast on Tuesday night? Do we re- release it on Wednesday morning? Do we wait until Saturday? Do uh, you know until it's been on TV properly? Um, it it kind of feels like it makes sense to keep on the normal schedule and release it on Saturday. But for those people who have watched it and binged it on Monday, are they going to want to wait four or five days to hear the podcast about what they you know about what they watched? I don't really know. Because the other thing is that we record quite late into Friday and then in the morning you wake up on a Saturday and you do it really early and then you get it uploaded so people can listen to it at the weekend. You wouldn't be able to say we recorded it on a Tuesday. You're not going to be getting up at, you know, four o'clock in the morning on a a Wednesday Wednesday morning. It's going to have to be Wednesday night would be the earliest that we would ever be able to record it. Um, Possibly. I mean, it depends. Unless unless you spend Tuesday evening. Yeah. Um, the things the the other way, the thing that's really going to affect us is uh, and we've been talking about this in the Facebook group is what's the situation around spoilers and chat on the Facebook. Well, this group. is the thing. It's gonna it's gonna really ruin online communities yeah. based around Coronation Street. Though it's already difficult because some people live in a different country and they don't want to see spoilers. Um, but you know, and and I'm also thinking as well, not just about the the, the podcast, but soap magazines and social media accounts and websites that talk about soaps, all of their content will be gone by Monday. What are they going to do for the rest of the week to talk about these things? Coronation Street is losing the week's worth of publicity and chatter in one go. Instead of having Digital Spy go in and and the sun, you know, this this always happens. The sun and the mirror and all all those tabloids go on to Twitter... What when people are watching Coronation Street in the evenings and pick up all the things that people say and then they make a stupid story like Coronation Street fans horrified by Jenny's fa- uh, face palming on the street or whatever and they, they do an article and that's publicity for Coronation Street. That's not going to exist if people aren't tweet- tweeting, if people watch it at different times. Yeah, I, I'm really, really this is e- interested a... to see how many people do watch it on ITV Hub. This uh, is and, and in how many the wait. words... Probably Ian McLeod might like the way I'm going to put this. <laughs> An own goal. Nice. Yeah. There's something, there's something foul going on about this. Um, I'll give them a red uh, card uh, for this. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, I don't understand football. I've got nothing else. Offside rules. <laughs> um, yeah, so what, with Are our, you blind, Raph? With our That's Facebook it. group, we asked about on there and people generally said, no, let's wait until they've aired on TV until we can discuss them. But if, even if we do that, will people still want to discuss it? Well, if something really exciting no. has happened on the Friday episode that somebody's watched on Monday, they're just going to be right. waiting, champing at the bit. So want... that on Friday, they're going to say, oh, I can't believe such and such. They probably won't. I want everybody to imagine the last time you watched something by yourself and you were really excited or listened to a podcast or read a book or something. You were really, really excited and you recommended it to somebody and eventually they got around to watching it and you're, you've been waiting for them to discuss it with you. And by the time they've got around to watching it and they want to talk to you about it, you're over it. Mm. The, 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 the excitement doesn't sustain itself for longer than a couple of days at the most no. for you to want to get into a discussion with somebody because you've moved on, you've, you've watched something else or, or the, the emotion has left you. Yeah, totally. So this is the problem. Coronation Street and EastEnders and who, whichever so uh, yeah, they they're gonna lose this feeling of wanting to 
people to connect with each other. And this is what we've always said about doing this podcast is that the best thing about it is that it makes you feel part of a community and it connects you with people across the world and you share experiences and stories about things that have happened on the show that have affected you personally or it helps you to understand people in a different way than you didn't do before or you just bond over the fact that you like the show. This is, has real potential to mess that up to the extent that it no longer really exists as it does now. Yeah. And this and- is the thing that I'm worried about the most here because if they do this full time... I think what you've got to do then is start the clock to tick for when they're going to shut down East Anderson and Coronation Street because it will not... The, the, the viewing figures are not going to keep going. I just really think this is a really bad move. I know, and, this, and, done, and I just have to keep on repeating. I know that they're saying that it's four weeks, but I, it doesn't feel like this is the end of it. It feels like the next time there's an event, like you said, the Olympics, they'll do it again and they'll keep as on doing it. And I think there will be some level of positivity around it and it might make them think that's, that's make Honestly, it permanent. it would be the biggest, um, that really terrifies most catastrophic me. mistake. And like I said, actually more convenient for us to do that, to do it this way because we can do it all in one day. But I don't, I, 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 you know, I quite like Coronation Street. I don't really like the idea of watching three hours of Coronation Street every Monday night. No, I, I don't mind it for three or four weeks. But to think that, you know, for the, you know, for the permanent future of the podcast, we'd be watching that much Coronation Street to, to fatigue level, like I was saying earlier, and then having a whole week of no Coronation okay, Street. That happened? sounds rubbish to me. I know. That um, really, really does. But who knows? Look, who knows what will happen, whether, whether we'll like it. It might actually turn out to be brilliant and a really positive thing and it might bring in millions of extra people. And even as I'm saying that, you know, it doesn't sound likely, does it? The other thing, and this this is my last worry for in terms of the podcast, and this is like the long, longest news session ever, but I hope that it's, it, it's an important issue, isn't it? This this is what I'm saying. Genuinely, uh, I worry. This, could, this could be the end of Coronation Street. Because it, I think this is a mistake. It feels like it's, you know, sensationalising it. But this is honestly what we really, really feel. Yeah. We were horrified when we heard this about EastEnders on Monday yeah. and thought, thank goodness it's not Coronation Street. Anyway, and, what are you going to say? For us as a podcast, we're going to have less presence on social media because of our live tweeting that we do. And that gets us recognised, doesn't it? And, well, it and, gets and the, and the, and the And the soap stars, some of them will like it or retweet it. Um, at ITV Corey will retweet things. We're not going to be tweeting things uh, when on Wednesday evenings. I mean, when yeah. it's, if we've watched it on Monday, that's it. That that but, would be the other thing. It would be: Are you gonna then we're gonna try watch to it again. engage or try to guess when this would be? You know, because I think that um, the social media team for Coronation Street does this in a sense where they know vaguely where the time is going to be where something happens and so they'll put schedule a tweet to go live at that time are we going to do that i don't think so no that because it's already adding extra yeah and there is no way that we're going to be watching it on monday and then again when it's supposed to be on coronation street we love it but it already takes up a lot of our time so that's really sad that we're not going to have that presence for that month but you know at the end of the day at the moment people seem more confident about this than we do. We did a poll on Twitter. Yeah. 
Um, and 44.2% of the respondents there said that, yay, this was a great idea. They're really, really looking forward to it. So almost half of people, 27.4% said they don't mind. Um, and only 28.3% said that they hated it. So it was roughly, you know, 50 a half and a quarter and a quarter split, give or take. Um, so I, I was expecting more people to hate it only because I think, obviously. But I, I don't know, I'm, I'm really interested no, to see where... this makes sense it... to me because you're asking people that are so dedicated to watching Coronation Street that they're going to vote on a poll about it and follow an account that's a fan account, mm. which is our account, about Coronation Street. If you ask somebody who's... Say you ask Peter, would you like some whiskey? And would you like it all the time? He'd go, yes, please. You know, it's like asking a drug addict, do you want more drugs? Yeah, of course, they're always going to say they want... But it's not more, is it? It's just finishing the bottle of whiskey on the first day and having no more whiskey until next Monday, Peter. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, that depends on... It depends on whether you've got the willpower or how Mm. you're going to decide to divvy up your viewing experience. You know, you don't have to watch it all at at one time. No. We we need to because as you know, managers of the current Conversation Street Twitter and Facebook group accounts and everything, and you know, we we need to know what's going on in the world of Coronation Street. There's no way that we can, you know, try and it's like going over a landmine of spoilers, isn't it? Already it is. It's going to be even Worse. more, even even more difficult when this happens. So the way it stands at the moment is we're going to be binging it on the Monday night, probably recording it the Tuesday night. I still don't know exactly when we're going to be. I releasing really it. wanted to record it on the same day, but Michael said no. We'll, we'll have to see. Because well, I just think that we need to possible. get it out as soon as possible. But the the other thing is, of course, like when do we record? The news. If if we're going to get it out as soon as possible, then then fine. The news kind of just gets shuffles around, and it's the news up to that point. But yeah. if we record the, the our thoughts on Tuesday, do we then record the news and the feedback on the Friday, and then record no. the podcast on See, Saturday? I I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I've had a week to think about this, and I haven't quite. I've got I've got one more week to try and get it sorted in my head. I really really don't know how we're going to do this. If yet. this the thing is right, it's not really that important. Um, We'll work it out, and even if it's a bit annoying, whatever, it we'll have to deal with it. I wouldn't be worried so much if I wasn't actually terrified that this is the biggest mistake that Coronation Street has ever made in terms of how to get people to watch the it's show. It's splitting the audience, which I, is already I don't think diluted. it's splitting the audience. I think it's going to put a bunch of people off of watching it because they're going to forget to download it or they're not going to bother or they're going to see a spoiler and go, I don't care about that. I just only see negatives. I don't see any benefits for it. Um, if it is only temporary, good. But when we've done this show, we've always spoken about the podcast and the future of the podcast as though it will never end. And... Um, talking about, oh, the 70th anniversary of Coronation Street. Well, I wonder what happened. Where do you see this character in 10 years' time? Yada, yada, yada. Now I feel like I'm staring down the barrel of a gun here because I I genuinely don't see a future for Coronation Street if they adopt this method of... of show. The, the viewing figures are going to just go down. The question is, like, who's going to do it first? And I really, Out of the really... three main soaps, because, I mean, Hollyoaks are just carrying on as normal because I think they even air, like, a on E4 the day before they go on Channel 4 and so they're just going to carry on like nothing's happened so the soaps aren't all going to agree to do this at once are they is what it going to, to to make this you know permanent, permanent. will well, EastEnders no, do it and yeah. Coronation Street sits back and say let's see how it affects them 
or or will ITV say, well, guys, it's between Coronation Street and Emmerdale. Which one are we going to put as a lamb to slaughter here? Uh, or sorry, the guinea pig. <clears throat> Emmerdale, it's you, isn't it? I just, I would love to be proven wrong if it if it turns out that this is it rejuvenates soap watching and everybody get, gets on with it and thinks it's great. You know, brilliant. I would be the happiest person in the world if this actually helped the viewing figures and helped everything. I just, I just see this as like a a, a risky move for no benefit unless there's something seriously wrong with the soap audience, soap watching audience at the moment. Which I, I is there? I can't see. I haven't heard anything about. Um, viewing figures dropping and it's weird that both mm, EastEnders and they are yeah but not like to this extent that you're like quickly let's set fire to everything and see if people <laughs> look at it uh, they're pretty bad they're pretty bad I mean EastEnders are the lowest at the moment but I don't know it it it, it, it they're going down and down and maybe they do need to do something quickly but, but I, the thing about it just that doesn't feel like that... this is it uh, it makes sense to me a little bit that viewing figures are going down for soaps in general because we're coming into summer and we've been locked down as a, as a, a world for a year and finally we're getting a taste of freedom and people are going out and spending time with their friends Maybe. and going to places and restaurants and pubs and stuff. They're not sitting at home watching telly. They've been doing that for a year. I, I think it's been going... I mean, it's been on the decline for quite a while, but I, I just... I it's don't just... Know, I don't I'm know. so... I, this is, like, the most doom and gloom we've ever ever had on the show. Yeah. And I really, I really don't want to be... Honestly, we're not doing it to sound sensational. This is from the heart, what we've, we're feeling about this at the moment. When did we find out about this? Tuesday. So we've had a while to think about this, and the more I think about it, the more I, I am... Like, this is bonkers. I don't know why you're... Like, it's like you've just shot yourself in the foot. But what I'd really be interested to know is if anyone's listening to this that can convince us otherwise, that can reassure us, write in and tell us why you think that because it's actually okay. Why really... are we over-exaggerating here? If 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 you thought it was okay and we've convinced you, actually, you're, you're right, you might be onto something there, Michael and Gemma. That'd be interesting to know as well. well... If you're working at Coronation Street and you're in charge of the scheduling and you want to hire us... <laughs> Well, we'll just change it back to how it was, so you don't need to pay us for that. Just do it. <laughs> I don't. I oh gosh. Uh, bad move. If this if this is just for four weeks, great. Well, no, not great. Really annoying. But I'm. It'll glad. be an interesting little experiment for a month, won't it? Honestly, it will. Can can we deal with this binging most... Coronation Street and then waiting a week? Worrying thing that's happened in the world of Coronation Street ever since we've done this podcast. <laughs> um, anything more to say? What are we going to do if we don't have a podcast to record? I don't know. Is this, is this the end of the podcast? Is this? Are we just talking about the end of the podcast if it is the end of Coronation Street? Yeah. I don't. Oh, I don't. I still think that there's a long, a long, long way to go until we get to that eventuality. But um... we always, we, well, you know that there's going to be an end to it at some point, which I thought would be one of us dies. <laughs> I don't I'm know. just Did really depressed. This is like say. the most depressing thing that I've heard ever. Well, let's move on to a bit of good news then, shall we? Because we've been waffling on about that for 40 minutes. We should have just made that the bonus podcast this week. I told you that. Um, Katie McGlynn's got a new job. Congratulations, Katie. Do you remember her? She played Sinead. And she has moved from the cobbles to... 
whatever they've got on the ground in Hollyoaks land, because, yes, she is going to be on Channel 4's soap. She is playing a character called Becky, who is a new mum and is going to get close to Diane Hutchinson, who is also pregnant, uh, and they swap stories about motherhood. Watch out. If she does what she did to the other one, what she, what she had done to her, she's going to make you drink juice and you'll die. <laughs> However, it looks like Diane might not want to get too involved with the newbie. So there's some kind of weird, dark secret with Katie McGlynn's character, Becky. It's, she is not all as she seems, according to the press release. It sounds like she may have a reason for being friendly with Diane that isn't all that it seems. But what could it be? So that's quite cool that she's got a bit of a mystery. I mean, it doesn't sound like it's a copy-paste of Sinead. Um... I'd, I'd be well, interested to see her, just as I want to see whether that how Sinead-ish she is to the role. I mean, what's her range? I literally, I haven't seen her in anything else. I'd be really fascinated to know. I don't know anything about this story. I don't know who Diane is. No, no. I clue. don't know who Becky is going to be, but my Kate idea McLean. is <laughs> that she's not actually pregnant and she's going to snatch Diane's baby. You reckon? Yeah. You reckon? What does Katie McGlynn have to say about this? She says... When I first read the script, I knew instantly that this storyline was an important one and something that I could really sink my teeth into. I'm so excited for everyone to meet Becca and I'm thrilled to be working alongside the amazing cast and crew of Hollyoaks. Serp. It's like, she's here. <laughs> Good luck, Katie McGlynn. Really, really pleased to hear that you got another job. Um, because, I mean, they are not easy to come by in the acting world at the moment, although things are opening back up again, so, you know. But um, that's good, and um, I'm sure that if we, we must have some listeners that are also Hollyoaks viewers as well, so um, if you could please tell us how she is, that would be lovely. We must have some people that watch Hollyoaks. We've obviously got people that also watch EastEnders, but I want to know, who is the one person listening to this right now who also watches Doctors? I want to know who's the one person <laughs> listening to this right now who doesn't watch Coronation Street. Yeah, what, what's somebody's, he doing? somebody's husband or wife. <laughs> oh, yeah. In, in, the, in the car. Going, can we turn this can off? Can we just they've put been, my music on now, please? They've been talking for 40 minutes about how much they hate the show being on at a different time. They're, they're <laughs> insane. The most annoying thing about that that bit we just did is that it's not even coherent in any manner whatsoever. So you couldn't even go... Oh, th- this is what this is what I the fans. To, yeah, I, I know. I couldn't do it. This is what it. the fans. This is what the fans think. Ian, listen to this, please, Mister McLeod, and and understand. Who would be sitting there for forty minutes going? They're just mental. <laughs> they sound insane. I I wrote my notes out, and I'm a positives and I'm a negatives, and we we almost. I just ranted all the way through it because I'm just furious. Anyway, last bit of news. Something quite nice. Colson has released his um, documentary. Board being the fat kid is now available to watch for free on his YouTube channel. Yeah, um, they pop that up on Wednesday morning. I'm going to say at seven o'clock. International Running Day. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. So um, we spoke at length. Well, nothing. I, I say at length. It was twenty minutes, but it doesn't compare really. Um, about your experience when you went on the press um interview with Colson about yeah. this, and so uh, I don't think there's a whole lot more to add than we said last week, to be honest. But um, no. I, I was really excited to see this on Wednesday. And it's, it's one of these things that's like, oh, I know it's 11 minutes, really. But when it was over, I was like, oh, is that it? I wanted to it see more. It was really good fun, yeah. It was, it was lots of fun. It was fascinating seeing how he his change over the course of the years. I, what I really, really loved was how you know positive he spoke about the experience and about how um, he's feeling so much better in himself, how, how it's kind of changed his outlook on life. It's changed him as a person um and it's not just you know uh, 
the physical appearance that's changed. It's how Coulson is, you know, a new man, as it were. Um, and, and I just want to say, good on you, boy. Good on you, kid. Yeah, good job. Yeah. No longer fat ginger kid. It's, it's fascinating stuff. I mean, we, we heard a little, there were a few anecdotes about, you know, how we got into acting, how we got the gig on Coronation Street as well. Um, how he got into the running and he, and, he, and he talks about, you know, I run when I'm sad, run when I'm happy, it's just my way of life, I can't imagine never doing this. Just still, like we said before, a little bit jealous, jealous. I wish that I could find running as fun as Colson seems to. We've uh, given it various tries, have I used to love we? running, but I hurt my foot and now... We're going to have to get back into it. I was watching point, him, He's do- he did lots of trail running and I, I was watching him going, oh, yeah. be careful with your ankle because this know. is what happened to me. There's some running out I in the moors, weren't there? Doing, I was doing so well and then not Halloween, that was the end. Yeah. Be careful with your ankles, Colson. Yeah. yeah. Don't do too much trail running because it really does mess you up yeah. if you're not. And, well, it's um, not even being careful, it's just an accident. And it's, it's a kind of a, a watch-this-space sort of thing as well, isn't it? Because he was saying, well, people are congratulating me for saying, you know, and saying well done for how I've changed and everything, but it's not over yet. He says, I'm, I'm not at a place now where I say I'm well, finished, I'm done. Well, he was I'm saying done. that about midway through his journey, I think. But I would like what to see if, he w- if he's going to maybe do some races or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do some official events and maybe he might do... Because the thing is, they've all been cancelled recently. He hasn't had a chance to oh, yeah, get involved. The, the but once you get the... Or oh, the North Run. Great yes. North Run. Once you get, in, once you get into running, um, you start to look at the events and you want to, to take part and he might do some charity runs. That'd be quite fun. There's so much great stuff to get into if you if you like if you like running and he's not had a chance to do any of those things yet no. so fingers crossed maybe he'll be able to do the the marathon london marathon Ooh, maybe yeah 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 yes congratulations because i'm also, sure he could get the the charity if if you um if you haven't seen this yet and you think that you uh, might be interested to watch again you just search colson smith borderfield and the fat kid on youtube you'll find his channel it's all there it's very easy to find um and if you do Colson has seemed such a lovely, lovely guy. I mean, he made the good news, didn't he? He brought it to life. Yeah. He's such a it really goes to show wonderful you personality, so positive. Like he, he, he seemed to have always had a very sweet and happy personality because we met him before all this happened um, and he was really nice to us. Mm-hmm. And I've heard lovely things about him from his co-workers. But it really just goes to show you what a positive headspace he was in and how that spilled over into him doing Corey's Good News during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Right, um, I think at last we can say that is it for our news. There was a few other things that we could have had as as news items, but we didn't um, because I thought it might overrun a little bit. I just hope that um, all my doom and gloom comes not to pass and I we really just needed hope to get that it off I our chests. didn't upset or depress anybody. I don't want to scare people or worry people. <laughs> I know, people, if anyone was thinking, oh, that's going to be fine, really. And now they're going, oh my gosh, it's the end of Coronation I want, Street. Yeah, I want people to enjoy listening to this show and I never want to upset people or depress people. And, you know, sometimes we have to because of the topics Coronation Street covers. But never before, I think, have I been so upset by a decision that the show's made I just hope that I'm just, I don't know, um, because I, you you know me, Michael, 
nothing goes well. nothing goes bad like slightly wrong in my mind everything is a catastrophe yeah you're not one of life's, life's optimists everything that can possibly go wrong ever in my life has happened in my mind over and over again <laughs> so this is nothing new for me so welcome to my world everybody yeah, maybe maybe it is going to be four weeks and that'll be the end of that and we if will you just are, know of a good therapist <laughs> please send them my way and with that let's move on <laughs> to do a bit of feedback <laughs> Alright, news over. Okay, right. But our um I after that I I kind of had a panic attack. A little mini panic attack. Yes, this is a bit later. Um I think there's something wrong with my brain today. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think I made a lot of sense, but hopefully I got I think you got what I was trying to say after forty minutes of me saying it repeatedly. So I really think there's more I going you on. Fine. I know, but I think there's more going on with my objections to that than the actual show is all I'm saying. I've had a tough week. <laughs> I'm basically trying to excuse myself. I found a tick on my arm. I think I've got Lyme disease. No, you don't. Um, right. So sorry. <laughs> we have got a variety of bits of feedback this week from you lovely listeners, um, including our scores on the Facebook group poll. 3.02 was the average score for last week's episode, so pretty down the middle of the road. Um, Joe gave it... Oh, was it John? I don't know. Somebody gave it three and a half potatoes growing in a bucket. Hill gave it... That's about as many as we usually get. Hill gave it three fat whites from an his <laughs> coffee machine. And Chad gave it three rings on the landline. Nice one. So cute. Yeah. Um, right. So we've got um, an email first that clears up some of what we were talking about, about Alina's messages on the wall last week. This is from um, somebody called John, who says, Hi, Gemma and Michael. Hi. I thought I'd be able to answer the confusion about Alina's wall art. <laughs> the DFTBA, don't forget to be awesome, oh. is from YouTubers and young adult book writers, Hank and John Green. Oh, good. Either a member of the production team or their child is a member of the nerd fighter community. This is just raising more questions now. Or someone just Googled young people's sayings. Right, John. Who are you then? Are you a nerd fighter or a Googler What's of a young people saying? Is that somebody who fights nerds? Or, or is, is it a nerd, a nerd who, who fights? fights? Oh, it's like the gay mousetrap all over again. <laughs> um, I've never heard of Trill, though, says John. And I think YOLO, I feel, is fairly well known. That's. I feel like I've been chided. Yeah. Chow- chowded? Chowed? Mm. I don't know. I would, I would personally not have the signs on the wall, John says, but it's believable that it's part of Alina's style. What a fair and measured email that's full of great information. <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought DFTBA was some kind of rude, like, down... Like, I know that DTF is rude. That's pretty rude. DTF? I don't know that. We'll have to tell me later. Yeah. I don't know these things. Down, uh, down to fall around oh. is um, a, a polite way of putting it. Thank you, for the, th- thank you for informing us, John. About that was the actually really today. informative. Nerd fighter. I'm going to have to Google that. Well, can you read out uh, uh, George's email yep. first? Please? Here's my thoughts of BGT week. Or this year, you should say Mask Dancer Week. Anyway, whatever you call it for me, it was a massive flop. Uh oh. The drug gang story has gone to a new low as where did Sharon get a taser from and how was it so silent as when Jenny went down I thought it was her being drunk as she brilliant at that. So therefore Sharon's threat was pointless as Jenny told Johnny regardless. Who I don't see had the right to play victim as he bonked Liz McDonald during the Aiden suicide story and I'm glad Jenny brought it up so basically they're now even. Sam's involvement was just plain stupid. As what message does that send to kids that it's okay to whack someone over the head with a telescope? I saw lots of people complaining that maybe Sam wouldn't have been able to knock out this grown man who was about twice his height 
with a telescope. If you want to play this game, if you want to play this game of we're not allowed suddenly, the the fun police are going to stop us watching great scenes of small children hitting grown-ups with science equipment, then I can one-up everybody by saying there's no way that Sam would risk breaking his telescope on a man's head. It wasn't, it wasn't I, there a telescope inside, I don't think. I think it was just the case. Well, then in that case, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been able to generate enough force to knock anybody out. But it's tough on the outside. They, they said it about three times. Well, that's like sure. having a hollow just armadillo. It still it. wouldn't hurt <laughs> just because it's tough on the outside. I sometimes am tough on the outside, but even I can crumble <laughs> under pressure. Anyway... Um, with Corey's story, I don't know if I'm pleased we were spared a funeral, but what wasn't spared was Asher being a terrible double agent. And sadly for me, I knew it was coming Friday as the Radio Times spoiled it. Although personally, I would have left him for dead. But finally, I'm Team Sarah. I'm glad Adam's not going through with the transplant. As how many times have we been told, one more drink and Peter's dead? Honestly, you could turn it into a drinking game. I don't think we, <laughs> we kind of made that clear when we were talking about it earlier, but... Um... Do you think that Adam's doing the right thing, not going through with it? Is, is Sarah right? Oh, we to didn't talk about by? that, at all, did we? No, we just said. I said I this. I said this there. last week. Um, I think the best thing would have. I I honestly don't think this would ever happen because genuinely would have thought that Adam would have been spoken to by a professional who was in charge before this. He'd even offered to do the test, and mm. they would have said to him, "If at any point you don't want to continue." You're perfectly within your right, and we will tell him that something happened. I, I honestly think that they cover for you. I, th- I think I remember us saying, talking about that when we had the kidney transplant thing a few years ago. Like, yeah, they're they, not they were... there to guilt trip you into giving somebody your organs. No, nobody should feel pressured to do that, and especially you know, it's right. He probably isn't going to look after it. I don't know. I'm not here to judge people who need livers. I think that um, it's difficult and I don't know what I would do. Um, I, I, I'm glad I'm not in that position. But if I was Sarah, I definitely would be thinking, I don't want you to... I think if I was Sarah, definitely. Don't, Adam, don't give him your liver. I had forgotten at the beginning of the week, I think that... Or was it at the beginning of last week? I can't remember that Sarah had him reefing back together again. Um, yeah, Sarah, Sarah was doing the right thing. Uh, you know, difficult if you're Adam, but the fact he gave in so easily makes me think he was probably not, it wasn't a smart idea for him no. to suggest it in the first place. Anyway, George says, this whole week I did not feel like it was a Britain's Got Talent week because you could easily make these into three hour long shows, put them on at 7.30 as normal with masked dancers straight afterwards. Oh, well. Thanks, George. I think I agree with you. Better look next time, Coronation Street. Mm. Um, Nancy's emailed us about last week's Coronation Street and says that she hopes we are well Uh, while I was watching Wednesday and Wednesday's episode I was expecting Sarah or David to figure out that Sharon was connected to Sam's kidnapping I kept hoping Shona wouldn't run into Sharon though Natasha should have followed through and told the police yeah yeah what's going on there I love the Jenny and Sharon scenes Jenny kept digging until she found out Sharon's secret and this is where Sharon's potential to be evil is revealed you could see the anger in her eyes it really showed when Rita asked Jenny what's that look for? Rita's last words to Sharon, the truth has a way of bubbling to the surface, set the stage for this week's. That's right, because I forgot what the line was. You did, you didn't, you can remember last week. Uh, well, I can either. I think Leanne will change her mind again about testifying, which will bring the storyline to its climax. So I guess that's when we'll maybe see Sharon again. Um, the scene, yeah, uh, and, and Leanne maybe was she'll... saying a few weeks ago, it's only going to be a few weeks that we have to stay in hiding. So maybe, maybe that is happening sooner than we thought. Maybe Leanne and Nick will be... Um, waylaid on the way to the court 
Maybe they'll get ambushed. Oh, yeah. Maybe they'll get rammed by Sharon in her van. Maybe she'll tase them. Mm. Um, the scene with Abby and Nina was poignant and moving. The auntie mm. says, I could feel everything Abby and Nina were feeling. I'm looking forward to seeing Abby letting Nina come to the funeral. They do, they do need a scene where they hug each other. Yeah, they do, but they, they again, won't get one. M- missing so much. So many hugs. Again, a question. The, the, the Coronation Street's priorities. Um, why, why would you put the actors who play... Devin, um, Devin Kevin, and Kebby. Yeah, <laughs> together why would you bubble them up for a scene where they could have been sitting apart from each other and it would have had the same effect and not bubble up nina and abby mm. i mean to be fair perhaps molly gallagher doesn't want to hang around with sally carmen and joe to see in the house together i don't think that's how it works but obviously there must be other other things it just really really want to hug i really I really really, hug really hope them. it's not too long before they can go back to well you know to normal filming if you're not in the uk you probably don't know what the situation is obviously all the different countries have different rules england at the moment is looking to end lockdown in the middle of june but unfortunately the R rate is going up over one by quite a lot, and so everyone is wondering whether all the restrictions it will be lifted. Feel like it's going so, to. if the restrictions are lifted, I think it's like June, is it twenty something or other? Um, that would be, I presume. I don't know whether Coron- whether Coronation Street has any added safety measures that they might put in. It would make sense if they did. Yeah. But legally speaking, I don't believe that. They could be, be told that you're not allowed to do such and such. I mean, it would be nice if for their protection of the actors, they, they said, you know, we're not just going to have Carla and Sarah making up by having a tonguing session, because that <laughs> seems a bit overblown. But, you know, we could have Nina and Abby have a hug, just a side hug, you know? Yeah, I, it's just got to be soon. It feels it's like missing they're, they're a bit. Too I, many... At the beginning, I was okay, and I didn't really feel like I was missing out on anything. But But what's going to be gutting is if when they go back to normal filming... If it's still like, oh, it's still not as good as it could be, that's going to be the real. They're not going to. They're, kicker, they're not going to have this excuse anymore. No, no. Um, Nancy gave last week's Coronation Street three tight leashes out of five and gave Jenny the character of the week. Thank you, uh, Rebecca. She has messaged us and said, even though I've not forgiven Jenny yet for sleeping with Ronnie, I do love her sleuthing. Although I'm very wary of Sharon blackmailing Jenny, and she could easily let it slip to Johnny. I really hope as well that it's Jenny that cracks the case around Sharon and also I loved seeing Rita again. I'm on Michael's side regarding Daisy and I think she wants to make Jenny's life a misery and this whole oh I'm like a daughter to you is just a ruse. I wouldn't be surprised if she was after the Rovers. Like Ronnie she's irritating but the two actors play it well. I'm just waiting for Johnny to find out and even though I don't want it to happen, the sooner it does happen, the better. Well, hopefully, Rebecca, um, I think you messaged, this to a, you messaged this to us on Monday afternoon, so you didn't have to wait too long for it. Anyway, on to the Leanne Sam stuff. I did enjoy Sam stuck in the van, but Natasha was right in what she said. Although when she said it, I'm, I'm not scared of Harvey, I'm like, yeah, your time could be up. The Kathy, Elaine, Yasmin stuff was silly, especially the mouse stuff, and even though Elaine... And, and Tim's stuff was sweet. I do think it's time for Elaine to take a break, even if she hasn't officially left. That's it. The call- hoarding was a good callback, but I wish we had scenes of the many boxes Kathy had bought. I also loved a scene of affection between Kathy and Brian, as we hardly get them. I don't know if it's me, but Alina drives me mad every time she comes on the screen. <laughs> I'm almost getting to Kate levels of hate, and that saddens me, as I used to love Alina. I did enjoy the Evelyn, but she should have called Tyrone out a bit more. What she did was more petty. What's going on with Evelyn and her... um? Getting Bernie to be her slave. 
Oh yeah, didn't didn't Bernie say she wasn't going to do it anymore? Wasn't yeah, there she, a... yeah, there was at the end of the last she week. Like, she was going, I, know, I know what I'm going to do. Yeah, I know what I'm going to do. Wait a week, but it's only a day because all of the week true, is in a actually. day. That's true, actually. Fizz saying Tyrone used to bring her a mug of tea in bed was so sad. Evelyn on Friday, I loved, although I didn't think, I didn't think that she was faking it. I'm wondering what Benny's plan is, knowing how she likes to upload, oh, yeah, upload things to the internet. Maybe she's going to upload the video of Evelyn. I can't really think of anything else. <laughs> I don't really mind Curtis. He's okay for the moment, and I would like to see Emma happy. I did like the Steve and Amy scene, and I put Emma and Steve doing charity work in the predictions, so I was happy about that. Good to see Nina again, although I have, always have to give a double take whenever she's behind the counter of Roy's roles. I do think she'll go to the funeral, though. I'm really hoping Abby has a change of heart and asks her rather than Nina turning up. Also, Asher is playing with fire regarding Corey. I don't think this will end well. Finally, I kind of want Daniel to donate part of his liver, although it would be more dramatic if it was Adam. It would be now, because I have to cut out all the scalpel. <laughs> um, I, Rather than what? Well, with <laughs> holding him down. <laughs> Just reach, grabbing in and pulling it out. Like in, like um, in Indiana Jones yeah, the heart. Formally, what, what did they say? I, I can't remember. Know. And then eating a monkey's brain. Now that was gross. <laughs> they could have done that this week after 9pm. They've lost the chance They now. could have eaten a monkey brain right out of the skull. <laughs> anyway, um, Rebecca says, I just want Peter to have the operation and end this story and maybe push Peter and Carla to the sidelines for a bit. Yes, please. Character of the Week is Jenny. Just for Friday's episodes alone, I'll give it three mucky estate agent role plays out of five. Lovely. And finally, we have got an email from Nicole who's um, sent us this through to us just this evening saying I have uh, just want to say a few things as I finished episode 470 of the podcast this This is 473 so she's a few weeks back Um, she says um, Michael I'm feeling your pain with the Jenny Ronnie and Johnny story (laughs) here in Canada Johnny has just walked in the door with flowers oh I really didn't want this story Sharon hasn't given up and is now trying to get Simon through the gaming methinks this will be an easy catch Definitely enjoying the hate crime storyline. Thank you for handling it so sensitively. I didn't know the story of Sophie Lancaster and appreciate you pointing it out so I could find out more. Well, there we go, Gemma. You did a good job of explaining that. Um, We here in Canada have our similar crimes and it's awful. Um, Loved your character profile on Seb. I'd forgotten so much. And she says she loves listening to Abby's Bell during the podcast. <laughs> well, well, we've taken, we've taken it off. It away. We've, we've just she's she's wearing it most of the time, but she is debelled for podcasting sessions now because it's she's just far too more distracting too, too much for us. trouble. We've had Abby sitting on our laps for part of today's podcast, and um, she'd have been jingling away merrily had we not taken the collar off. So, um, that was a, a couple of weeks experiment. But it's still here. Look. Oh yeah, we got it. We got it in the side. Are right. We done? I think we are done with that. Oh, I, I, yeah. I feel like I've purged some horrible poison from my body. Well, are you talking about the street talk? Or are you talking about the news? The news, the street talk, everything. Uh, I, I just felt like I, I, I partly didn't know what I was talking about for some of the street talk, and I'd forgotten bits of it, which doesn't bode well for a week that's supposed to be, you know, exactly. unforgettable drama. Um, and I, I just really wish that it could have been a week that we could like look back on in many years to come and go, oh yeah, I remember that. But if you put it up against the other Britain's Got Talent week, it doesn't really compare. It had the potential in so many places, but it just didn't. It, it just fell short it every feels every as moment. Though, it feels as though this is like the end of this being an important week on Coronation Street. No, they'll try it again next I, year. No, but I, I can't. Imagine why, I mean, the masked dancer, is that going to be 
their next flagship talent show for the next 10 years. No, they've just not been so. able to do Britain's Got Talent because Are they going to bring Britain's Got Talent back? I don't know. Oh, yeah, they will. They will, will they? Won't they? I don't know. Yes. It's been running for a long time, of course. And being very successful. All right, whatever. I think God, they being will. Boring. But what I'm trying to say is, it really feels as though... I mean, we just did our Patreon episode where we talked about the top of the, of the of the of the all the years that they've done it. What were the top ones? And it felt as though those went together quite nicely as a set of episodes that, in that in this year slot, will not be repeated, because they had a chance to do something along those lines this week and they didn't. And I know that they've had COVID, but they've had other opportunity. They've had opportunities, and they've taken opportunities in other weeks. I mean, they did a really good. They they handled the the hate crime scenes. Yeah, I saw somebody suggesting that maybe it would have been better if they did just yeah had sex death this week. Are you are you really going to draw it? Is the audience that is like masked dancer people want to watch a horrific hate crime? I mean, is the masked dancer a hate crime in itself? Is it too much in one night? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's always next week. There's always next year. Yeah, there is. There is. I, I just appreciate you... Coronation Street being out of the pattern because it can get a bit predictable. Like, oh, everything's building up to the same point in the year. Yeah, every but this year is what I'm trying to row. say to you. Isn't this a perfect let's demonstration get, get of, of the fact that it does not, it doesn't behoove Coronation Street necessarily to have these set dates that they have to hit storyline beats for no because it doesn't always work unfortunately it's worked really well in the past which means there's a yardstick for which this week will forever be judged against is that beneficial anymore no i'm gonna say it's not actually in fact it makes the show it, it gives show the show a weight of expectation that it can't live up to anymore mm. you've got to have a stunt you've got to have something really big and someone has to die Someone's got to die. But then Someone's you don't want it to back. be predictable and have the same things happen every year at the same time. I know. So it's a bit of a, you know, it's, a a very, catch it's one of these it? dilemmas that you have to deal with when you're producing a show like Coronation Street. And that's why I'm glad that I'm just sitting here moaning about it rather than doing any of the actual work. Because <laughs> it's much easier to moan about it. It is, it is. Well, we'll be back for more, more moaning. moaning. This time next week with episode 474 of Conversation Street. So look out for that when it drops next Saturday. And please let us know. What did you think? Did you enjoy it? What was your favourite yeah, part of the week? Yeah, let's have some more feedback. Did you have any... Did you have a good time? Enjoy, did you watch it? Did you enjoy it? Did you hate it? What do you think about Corey being on Preloaded on ITV Hub? The other thing that we didn't even mention, I don't even think we mentioned this. Um, when we were talking about it, is that it really is unfair for people who don't have a good internet connection. Oh, yeah, no, we didn't mention that, did we? Where did and that people come that from? don't know about ITV Hub or how to use it, people that don't have... Like, Coronation Street is a show that's been on for 60 years. It has quite a lot of older viewers who, I don't want to stereotype, but perhaps aren't as tech-savvy as the younger ones. I know, I'm, I'm only 38, and I'm getting to the stage now where if you try to show me a new thing or an app or a bit of software or a website, I'm like, I don't, I'm not interested. <laughs> They've invented everything I ever want to see. I don't want to see anything new ever again or learn anything. I, and I'm think... only 38, so I can't imagine what I would, how I would feel if I was, a, you know, an old lady or man, perhaps. But I think the old lady... To... I think old ladies or men are going to be absolutely fine to wait to watch it on TV. It's the people who have got dodgy internet connections. We, we, we had our internet cut out this week, didn't we? We had one evening this... It was this week where we couldn't yeah, even we switch couldn't our even lights on because nope. all our lights are connected to... Normally you, know you can just who. turn it on. can't say her name. 
we could we would go we to the wall. We're flicking the switches on and off. It's like no, you need to have you know who it was control your lights for you. Voldemort. Um, and and if that had been the case, and, and I was like, t- I went to the router, switched it on and off again, I left it for thirty seconds, and so but we could not get the internet working that evening. I mean, the worst case so scenario that, that is been... then that you have to wait for it to be on TV. Yeah, that's the only bad thing that can happen to anyway, you. Anyway, but not... you know, move, as we move forward. To, to embrace new technology we must always be wary of leaving people behind through no fault of their own yes well tell you what when we move house we are going to change internet providers i was reading this article about um a lady who was a a pensioner who couldn't she didn't have an electronic banking and so and she didn't she couldn't do direct debits and so she had to pay extra for every, you know how when you when you do a direct debit, you pay slightly less because you do it every month than no, you commit no, no. yourself. Well, draw, generally yeah. speaking, if you have a bill and you, you okay. spread it out over direct debit, you get charged less because okay. they want to incentivise you. But she actually couldn't actually do that because she didn't know how to. She needs to. to get with the times. Some people cannot do it <laughs> and it's not fair. Okay. Whatever, right. whatever. We're done. Everybody, um, email us at conversationstreet at gmail.com should you wish to drop us a line. Um, if you're not following us on Twitter, we are at conversationstreet. And we've just made a big, I've just what? made a big speech here about people who don't have the internet. But I guess if you don't have the internet, you can't hear me. Very true. And you can't so understand us an email. Slag them off as much as you like. What bunch Facebook, of YouTube, Patreon, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. People who don't understand podcasts are the worst. If you oh, and have, also, what? sorry if you came here because you heard Radio Manchester and thought this sounded like a good way to spend your time because it wasn't was it it was a waste of time actually so that goes to show you shouldn't trust the radio exactly or the bbc Mm. defund the bbc (laughs) (laughs) goodbye see you next week (laughs) music for this episode came from (laughs) podcastthemes.com